With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here. Welcome to a special two-year anniversary edition of Challenge Mania. That's right. November the 29th, just a few days ago, was the two-year anniversary of the first podcast that D&I ever dropped. And uh, we thanked you on Friday. We want to continue to thank you today as we are recording this. This is going to be a special two-year anniversary episode of the podcast it's going to be a two-part episode. Hopefully, there is something for everybody here, even if you are a patron who has gotten the Fresh Meat Podcast in already. We're going to close this podcast with part two of the Fresh Meat Podcast that we did a few months ago for our patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. So you will get the back half of that. It's about 90 minutes or so where we break down that season of Fresh Meat. It is a banner season of the challenge. I encourage you guys to stay tuned for that. But even if you are one of the pod squad who heard that months ago, there is going to be something here for you because the first part of this podcast is going to be a bit of a ask D anything or ask us anything kind of thing. Um, Very sort of retrospective type questions, very challenge mania based questions, but a lot of fun stuff. We took to patreon.com slash challenge mania to get questions from you guys and we'll answer those at the top of the podcast. But before I even bring in D, before we plug some of the live shows, before we do all that, I encourage you guys to just listen for a second. I know you guys like to fast forward through these intros here, but I do want to extend some thanks and some gratitude to people who helped Challenge Mania get to where it is today, two years in. This is something where if you had asked me when we started doing it, what's the goal here? I was going to say, hey, look. I'm getting married in February. Uh, Derek's been bugging me to get this challenge podcast going. I mean, truth be told, Derek and I had consistently remained in contact for about seven, eight years since we had last done podcasts together back in 2012 or so. And every few years, we'd kind of you know touch base and, oh, maybe we do a podcast. And we, it kind of never came to fruition. The timing was just perfect in November of 2017 because he had just come off coming in second on the Dirty 30. I was I had just left a company I was at for four years where, truth be told, I was so up to my neck in production responsibilities, handling a ton of shows at the same time, one of which was a 24-episode show we were doing for NBC called Give, where I was also the narrator. I did not have enough time to be doing a podcast full-time. In fact, I was doing these interviews for the Sound Magazine where I would just do, you know, I would interview Billy Bob Thornton and I wouldn't even run the audio and bother plugging it as a podcast and doing all the stuff that I used to do in my younger years because I just didn't have the time for it. And, you know, I didn't think there was a way to monetize it. And although for vanity's sake, I would think it was cool if I could have an interview where I interviewed Billy Bob Thornton on the internet, it just wasn't worth my time in comparison to the stuff I was being paid to do by the company I was at. So I leave that company and Derek uh, coming to a close on Dirty 30, he had also so already filmed the mercenary segment for Vendetta, so he knew he was going to be involved in that. But 
We had this nice chunk of time in between that and my wedding that was coming up that February to be able to, you know, give Challenge Mania a shot. So we did. And truth be told, I thought maybe it would be a stopgap filler and I'd be back at a different production company or working for a different show come springtime 2018. But uh, thanks to you guys, thanks to the downloads and the traction we got almost instantly, um, I was able to use some experience that I had garnered in production and also the failed podcast experiment I had done years uh, back and getting some great advice from people who I continue to thank. And I know I've thanked him in the past, but getting advice from the merchandise standpoint from Emily Schramm, getting a lot of advice that continues to come in to this day on the podcast front from Susie Meister and on the advertising front and all that stuff and kind of learning as we went and continued, continuing to grow it and bring in the live show stuff. And that's stuff that I stole from a lot of podcasts I was listening to in the wrestling world and the sports world, the fantasy world, and these people who are taking their operation on the road. So uh, we struck while the iron was hot and the iron was hot and it continues to be hot to this day. And that is thanks to you guys. So I just wanted to, before I even bring in D and this might be a bit long, bit long winded. If I was at the Oscars right now, someone would probably start playing me off with a violin, but I encourage you guys to listen to this because you might listen to this podcast and think that it's as simple as D and I hopping on Skype, bringing in a third party, recording a podcast and throwing it up. And sure, that's a bit of it, but there is a lot more that goes into this thing than you might know. And I just want to make sure those people uh, know how thankful we are and know that you listening uh, knows how thankful thankful we are to you and to those people as well. So thank you to everyone who's ever come on Challenge Mania over the past two years. A lot of them have come on multiple times. Uh, extra special thank you to those people. Everyone who believes in what we're trying to do here, every cast member or someone associated with the show who's been a part of a live show or a viewing party or even gets what we're doing and appreciates it, even if they haven't had a chance to be involved yet, if they haven't made it on the podcast, if they're too busy or if they prefer not to for whatever reason, Thank you, guys. Thanks to everyone who listens every week, regardless of the guests. Now, I know that's a small portion of you guys, but you're the lifeblood of this podcast. You guys are who keep us honest. You let us know when we're at the top of our game or when we slack a little bit, how we can improve. The blind faith that you show in us and our show leads to the guests who become surprisingly well-received. I mean, take a Rogan, for instance. When we had Rogan on the show, he had appeared on the challenge for, I think, eight minutes. He passed out on the top of the Rock of Gibraltar. He left episode one of Vendettas. But you guys who didn't think, oh, this is a skippable episode, you guys probably loved it. And now look at it. Two years later, he's headed into his first final in his second season on the challenge. And I think a lot of people are going to go back and listen to that episode that we did. And I think it was uh, the first or second quarter of this podcast and, uh, you know, go back and appreciate it now knowing he is here to stay in the challenge world. It's so funny. I actually went and rerun that reran that podcast. I call it a challenge mania rewind. And that did almost 20,000 downloads. So apparently a lot of you guys were like Rogan, really? They had Rogan on. Yes, we did. But a lot of you guys knew when we did at the time, and a lot of you guys give us that blind faith, so thank you. Thanks to anyone who's ever told anyone about our show. Thanks to anyone who subscribes, who rates, who has rated, who has reviewed, which if you haven't, you can go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Five-star review is, of course, preferred. Thanks to those who follow us on, on social media, follow us on social media, Derek MTV on all platforms, myself on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger on Instagram, at Scott of Jaeger. Thanks to those who play a part in the challenge conversation on Wednesday nights. I know I have fun live tweeting that thing and coming up with screen grabs. And thanks to those who share those and retweet those and like those and keep the conversation going because... That's how a lot of people get involved and find out about our podcast. Thanks to everyone who participates in our Facebook group or page, facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. But also thanks to all you guys who maybe have only listened once. 
Maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe you listened once because your favorite was on. Maybe you came back. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you only listened from time to time. For whatever reason, even if you've given us a chance, we thank you. For those most dedicated who come to our shows, who purchase our merch, who support our show in any way, many ways, we cannot thank you enough. To our patrons, the pod squad, we would not be here today if it wasn't for you. We wouldn't have the time, simply we would not have the time to be able to put in the work that's needed to keep this machine going, to have expanded to the live shows and everything we do to run the contest and to be as plugged in as we are to have turned this thing into the community that it's become without you guys, the pod squad, the patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. We hope you know how much we thank you. We want to thank all of our venue partners across the country, the improvs and the punchlines and the carolines of the world who have been professional, amazing partners who add a bit of credibility to our operation and give our live shows a great place to call home and a fantastic location for our maniacs to reconnect with each other throughout the year. Thanks to everyone who's ever helped out at a live show, to those who do so consistently, Ethan Rose, Brian Floyd, my wife Lindsay, Nicole and Flory, Eddie Firth, Carly Gordon, Shy, Derek Hutek, Derek's brothers in Chicago. I know there's a lot of you. I'm sorry if I have not named you too many to name you all. I know a lot of you guys have plugged and played and helped out at a show or two. Thank you so much. To those who run Facebook groups, fantasy leagues, make an effort to unite the Challenge Mania community. Greg, Paul, Christina, John, anyone else, the list goes on. Sorry if I did not name you individually, but even the fan groups that aren't directly tied to Challenge Mania, the Challenge Fans, Facebook group, the subreddits, anywhere that gives people a, a place to connect and keep the conversation going and gives us a place to get the word out about our stuff, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, we appreciate you guys and we want to thank you for everything that you do. I know that's a lot of effort involved in that as well. Thanks to all the other podcasts out there who provide additional and alternative entertainment in the challenge world to ours, things that we don't get to do, things that that we don't get to uh, forget about, things that we don't have time to cover, don't properly understand, or don't want to touch for whatever reason. Thank you for making sure Challenge Mania isn't everyone's only option, because Lord knows how much we'd be spited, and we're spited enough already by some if that was the case, and we were the only place for people to get challenge content. So thank you, guys. I I apologize if I forget any of you, but Saniac. Rotten Banana, uh, Smashing Heads, uh, Fucked with the Wrong Podcast, uh, MTV Reality, RHAP, You Killed It, Challenged, The Right Reality, After Reality, BMFE Pod, Love Warren Challenges, Brain Candy, of course, I can't mention Susie Meister enough when I talk about the people who are responsible for Challenge Mania. Thank you guys, all you guys. You make great content. I certainly don't have time to listen to it all, but I see what you're doing. I see I get tagged in a lot of the tweets and the plugs and the posts. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're all killing it. I really appreciate it. I really, From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you guys for putting stuff out there so that when someone doesn't like Challenge Mania or there's no Challenge Mania for them to listen to, they have somewhere else to go. And we learn from you guys. Uh, just want you guys to know that. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks to my co-host, Derek. I say it every podcast. You didn't come for me. You came for D. A lot of you guys are very sweet. You say, oh, now we come for Scott now too. But I just want to say thanks to Derek, who without him, we wouldn't have any of this. I Look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I put in a ton of time, a lot of time and effort and thought and love and pride into this thing. But there's nothing I could do. There's no amount of effort I could put in to recreate a 10-season challenge career, one during which he garnered the respect of all or most of you and every single cast member he came in contact with, besides maybe Wes, and I patched that up last year, and I think you guys all enjoyed that podcast. Without that fan base, we wouldn't have had a shot to put together a podcast of this magnitude. And without the goodwill that he has within the challenge community, we wouldn't be able to bring you the who's who of the challenge world week after week and bring them to stages near you. If anything, I'm the one who screws up some of those relationships, and I apologize for that. 
if I forgot any of you by name, anyone who thinks, you know, look, I'm truly sorry. It's not possible to mention everyone by name, because even if you've been a patron of Challenge Mania for one week, one day, one second, I wish I could name you. And I hope that you know that we appreciate you and anyone who's ever been involved in some capacity. I just want the point of this intro is to let you guys know and remind you that Challenge Mania is a collaborative effort. The passion that you guys put into it is the fuel that keeps this thing going one way or another. Sure, Derek and I drive the train, but the train needs gas, and you guys are the gas, or or, or train's electric, I don't know. But regardless, the point is, doesn't matter, train isn't stopping anytime soon, and that's thanks to you guys. Two years in, who knows how many years we have ahead of us. One more thanks is necessary. This doesn't get said enough, and I think I'm guilty of this as much as anyone. Thank you to The Challenge. All right. Thank you to the team behind it, to the challenge gods, the producers, the camera ops, the audio mixers, the PAs, the drivers, etc. The cast who make up the show, who have done one episode, 10 seasons, doesn't matter. Everyone involved. Without this show, we have nothing to obsess over. So thank you to BMP, MTV, everyone who makes the challenge. We give them a hard time. We nitpick the show, the casting. You know, we want OGs. We want OGs. But look, we do that because we love it. So thank you guys. Okay. Now I'll say it. Truly, I'm done with that. You didn't come for me. You came for D. What do you say we get to D? Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. After earning his master's in accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, Isaac's helping drive his client's business forward by identifying efficiencies and building business models. He's become a core team member, keeping clients on budget and ensuring their success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful, not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University graduates 25,000 students yearly and offers more than 225 high-quality programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at GCU. Visit gcu.edu. All right, everybody, as I said, you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, celebrating our two-year anniversary of Challenge Mania, he is the Corey Matthews to my Sean Hunter, the Eddie Winslow to my Waldo Faldo, the Zach Morris to my AC Slater, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I only know a few of those people, by the way. Eddie Winslow, who's it, Corey Brooks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you pretend I said Corey Brooks. The Corey Brooks uh, to my Paulie Calafiori, the uh, Natalie Negroni. Oh, I know Negroni. where we're at. Yeah. No, yeah, Corey Matthews. Challenging. Okay. Cool. Corey, oh, Matthews Corey Matthews is, yeah. is Boy Meets World and his buddy Sean Hunter is the guy with the, uh, with the hair. Right. Like that guy. Yep. Eddie Winslow is uh, yeah. my man from Family Thanks. Matters. Waldo Faldos is like goofy best friend. Oh, uh, yeah, Steve. Yes. Not yep. Steve Urkel, yep. but Waldo like the buddy. Was the man. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Waldo yep. was the Steve man. Steve was like the screech yep. to your Zach Morris and AC Slater. Got it. Exactly. I'm exactly. in it. So, I'm in the game. Um, welcome to the two year anniversary episode. I bored our entire listenership with a nice long intro before even inviting you on D where I kind of thanked everybody who needed to be thanked. 
Um, and so we got that out of the way early and that way, you know, just thanking the maniacs and the patrons and the Facebook group and the this and the that. Um, so to be honest with you, everybody's probably stopped listening, but if they haven't yet, um, we are going to reminisce about the last two years of challenge mania. We're going to take some challenge maniac questions and ask D anything, if you will. And then we're going to end this podcast with the last 90 minutes or so of our glorious jam packed Fresh Meat 2 podcast. Oh, no, sorry. Part 2 of our Fresh Meat podcast, um, which was uh, one of the best things we ever did, at least this year, I think. So that'll be really fun. Uh, but, D, two years as of last yeah. Friday. What does that mean to you? I just – first, I want to make sure – did you – did you you said you think the this and the that and mm-hmm. the maniacs and the patrons and mm-hmm. – uh, but did you – did you think the – you know – the Paulies, the Cars, the Ashleys, the Jordans, the Tories, the Hunters, the Tonys, uh, and everyone's that, that have all, all of our guests that have come on multiple times and have showed up to our challenge me last. Cause those are the people I want to thank too, in case you missed it. Cause I didn't hear it. Yeah. So yes, I, I did that. Um, cool. I thanked uh, all of them without naming all, not without naming yeah. 11 random cast members. I sort yep. of said everyone who's done the podcast, even if they did it once, everyone who's done it multiple times. Everyone yes. who's done it. Yes. So, Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yes, yes, Perfect. Yes, uh, I actually wrote it out and read it like a big, long acceptance speech. So, um, I think I got to everybody. So, um, and that way without, you know, picking and choosing a couple cast members to name, I think they all yeah. know they're part of this, uh, wacky wild family that we've created. So, um, the thank yous have been out of the way on my end, at least if you want to thank a few people or thank the Durrells, you know, the Mark, Longs. Sure, exactly. The All those from people. The, beginning, the people that that came on here from the beginning, man, and just continue to, you know, come to the shows and stuff like that and all the future guests, you know, um, I saw a Maddie, a Maddie retweet on the, uh, on, on, on the Insta, on the Instagram story today. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for the future also. You know, it's been, uh, like you said, it's, well, it's been a wild and wacky ride. We didn't know exactly you know, where it was going to go or how it was going to get there. But we just kept fucking plugging away. And with, you know, all the people that we thanked and some of the people not mentioned, you know, I hope you even got the Craigs in theirs and shit, even the Al Car- Carmona helping me out here and there. Um, You know, the, the some of the other people that, you know, may, people don't know about. Um, there, There's so many people that that I that I that I, we could probably think that I'm not sure we got to. So. Shit, if you're out there and if you've been a part of this, this journey, if you've come to a show, if you've listened to a podcast, you know, if you've been a part of this in any way, shape or form, you know, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I, I appreciate you, uh, more than you know. Um, and, and, and I hope that I may, that I express that when, when I see you or in person or I shake your hand or we, you know, we, 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 we have a laugh together or a drink together. I hope. You guys all sincerely understand that from the bottom of my heart, thank you for getting us to this two years. Yes, well said. And even just in saying that, you did remind me that there are a couple people I did forget. So Craig Marrier, as you mentioned, who does every little bit of artwork and even puts together some of the flyers and stuff that we do. I mean, he is as big of a part of this as anybody. And I think I'm going to see him on Wednesday at our little viewing party here in uh, New York City if the snow doesn't keep uh, him and the missus all the way up in Connecticut, which it's been kind of gross around here. But if not, we'll see Craig in the house at East End Bar and Grill. But big thanks to Mr. Craig Marrier, of course. it no it's it really is it's it's hard to you know to to reach out to every single person that has you know played even even the smallest part in in, in making you know challenge mania uh, uh grow into this you know um 
you know, this it's the radio station, man. I, I really do feel like it's 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 somewhat um, so, some sort of like a challenge radio station, challenge after showy, a um, little bit of that ESPN, you know, that I like to that, I, that we like to call a little bit of that challenge sport. It's uh it's an extension of the challenge and it's because um everyone's really uh you know bought into it whether you know it's 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 on the patron side or 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 on the cast side or 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 challenge mania live side or 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 if you bought a hoodie from the shop you know or just just all of it man it's just it's so hard to to get to everybody so um you know I you know I can't I can't think of enough it's Thanksgiving you know we're just a little past Thanksgiving and like I I didn't really get a chance to um you know say thank you to everyone that showed up to Challenge Mini Live Chicago that was an awesome show thank Mike the Miz uh for being so so you know gracious with his time after the show and just so hospitable um at his event um you know and even a guy like that man he may have popped in that Challenge Mini Live Chicago dude and and made it even more awesome. No pun intended. Zero pun intended there. I swear to God. <laughs> um, um, but we got we got a lot of questions about Challenge Mania Lives and some of our favorite moments and stuff like that from the podcast Challenge Mania Lives. So start thinking of those. D. We'll get to those. A lot of you people uh, have been asking when are you going to do an SD anything again or an ask us anything again. So we're going to do some of that this week. We're smack dab in the middle of a two part we believe finale here for War of the Worlds Part Two. So it's one of those things where it's not the best week to bring somebody on and talk about us the status in the middle of a final here you know it, it just it, it doesn't lend itself very well to being able to, to have to cut somebody off and say but don't don't talk about it till this point in this race you got to give it up here you know so uh I, we thought you know given the timing of the two-year anniversary perfect time to drop the part two of our fresh meat episode perfect time to give back to you and answer some of your questions um give out some information that will be dropped here for the first time i think so stay tuned do not skip this intro there's gonna be stuff you're gonna want to hear um and a lot of fun stuff just to preface the uh the fresh meat 2 uh podcast the second part um th- like this is this is not something that i really wanted to like be out to everybody uh just so you know we do a lot of like private stuff in our in our war during our war room podcast and you know this one was you know this one was a little bit was was a private you know a time that it's the fresh meat uh the fresh meat um you know era for me uh, the challenge, uh, the people in it, the moments that, that, that happened during, during that show in Australia, um, is, it was, you know, wasn't the easiest for me to talk about. So, uh, you know, bear with me, uh, while I explain that we, we, we recorded that probably, I don't know what you said, like two months ago or yeah, something or like that. Ago, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I wonder what people are going to think, you know, had some ups and downs. And, uh, you know, some moments that I'm proud of, some moments that I'm not so proud of. And, uh, I guess, you know, you guys are going to hear it. So, yeah. um, I think they're don't gonna hate dig me. It. I think they're going to yeah. dig it. And they're definitely not going to hate you because, uh, a big part of that season, uh, you know, I think that season is a big part of the opinion people have of you. And of course, that season was the debut of a lot of challenge cast members, but in particular, the first ever challenge mania hall, hall of famer, Dean Brown. And I think that, you know, people had, had asked, are we, you know, we just did this big tribute to Mark Long in uh, Chicago. We're going to do tributes for some of the other inductees. And truth be told, you know, Landon hasn't really gotten back to us about having gotten inducted and Cora 
Coral, not so much. Uh, don't don't know how much she cares. Evelyn's obviously off the map. Diem, obviously, sadly, no longer with us. But this, I think, can kind of serve as a, as a tribute to her in a way. The idea that we went back and we relived your first moments with her and whatnot and, and talked about, you know, you and her very closely, especially in this part two of the podcast. Part one, we kind of broke down the combine, went over a lot of the scores there, talked about the cast as a whole. And uh, we continue to do that as we kind of bleed into learning about your and DM season as a whole and how you guys came up short towards the end. So that's what you'll hear for the back half of this podcast. I encourage you all to check it out, especially if you haven't heard it before. If you're a patron who has heard it before, because I know a lot of you guys listening to this are some of our most dedicated listeners and maniacs. You're members of the Pod Squad, where every Wednesday you get the War Room. Every few months you get a bonus podcast like that, the Fresh Meat Podcast. I believe we're going to be doing one for Gauntlet 2 coming up in the off season. And you guys have heard that podcast. So we wanted to make sure we had some new content for you guys as well. So I took to patreon.com slash challenge mania, gathered some of your questions. We're going to answer those for you here today. Hope you enjoy it. Just want to give a quick shout out to Alyssa Thompson. Alyssa Thompson was the highest scorer among Challenge Maniacs last week in the Thanksgiving Day DraftKings contest. She's got tickets coming her way. She's got the $1,500 in DraftKings travel expenses coming her way. She had a point total of... And I got, I had them give this to me because I know a lot of you guys listening who maybe came up short want to know how close you were. A point total of 175.8 was the winning score among the Challenge Maniacs. So if you guys played last week and you did not hit that, you know how far you were away. I think that is going to be our last uh, DraftKings contest of the year. So want to take the opportunity to thank DraftKings, who have been a great partner and sponsor over the first two years of the podcast. Uh, here's to hopefully many more with them. And uh, while we're at it, why don't we, you know, I don't, I don't, I know we can't name all of them, but I mean, look, the, you know, the Brooklynans of the world and the Omaha Steaks and the, uh, the, the BetterHelp, who's a sponsor on this particular podcast and, you know, the Trust Brothers CBD company and all these sponsors who have taken uh, the opportunity to work with us over the past two years, they have contributed to the success of the show and the furthering of this mania as much as you guys have. So thank you to those brands and the, uh, the eHarmony was very early on with us and, um, you know, uh, Quip, the, our favorite electric toothbrush and care of vitamins and, um, so many products and companies that we've had the pleasure of working with over the past two years. And hopefully we can continue to work with them, continue to work with any products you guys may have. Feel free to email us, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Um, and thanks to everyone who's helped you know, garner those partnerships for us over the past couple of years, because as much as the Patreon keeps us going and you guys and, and your continued ears keep us going, those businesses help us help keep us going as well. So thank you to anyone out there listening who's purchased one of those products and, you know, bought some sheets from Brooklyn or bought, bought a toothbrush from Quip or, or something like that and enjoyed the stuff that they put out. And in the process showed them, Hey, good on you for hooking up with challenge mania. We listen to that podcast. We listen to what they say. So thanks to everybody for that. It's a big part of the show. Yep. And, you know, just to tie it all in, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, this is kind of, you know, the episode coming up or the episode we had just saw was the one where CT sort of had this, you know, major moment where, you know, he was like the other player, the second player to, to actually you know, seem like he's, you know, making a, a big moves. You know, we, we already knew like, you know, the, 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 uh, the, um, uh, the, you know, the, the numbers, the car side, Paulie side, cam side, Kaylee side, like we know that they're kind of running the game, um, you know, but at some point we saw Jordan and Tori sort of, you know, kind of have to make these big moves, tell everyone to go fuck off in return. You know, it's basically two sides telling each other to fuck off. And now we see CT jumping in the mix and saying, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm playing my own game. Um, 
I'm going to tell everyone that this is how I'm going to do this shit. And, you know, it kind of threw people for a loop a little bit. It seemed like Paulie, you know, sort of thought that, you know, this was he saw every move. He knew, you know, he's kind of, you know, watching this thing from even people's mannerisms like we had him on the podcast talking. And, you know, we see CT sort of, you know, make this major move. And it was it's right before the finale. So 60 minute episode last week, Scott. Are we going to get another 90-minute episode coming up here for the finale? Two 90-minute episodes are going to stay no, at 60. I think, I think there's 60 uh, back-to-back 60-minute episodes here on out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yep. If uh, if anybody's in New York City this Wednesday, we're going to be watching the episode of The Challenge, and I believe we're going to kick the sound on early at 8 o'clock and watch Survivor 2. 8 o'clock to 9 will be Survivor. 9 o'clock to 10 will be The Challenge final, at least part one of it, of which um, that's at East End Bar and Grill on 87th and 1st. It's free to attend, but please, I encourage you guys, bring cash for the raffle. We're going to do a raffle. Every single dollar raise, it's not like proceeds, every single dollar raise is going to go to uh, Emily Longaretta's sister, Lauren, who has some uh, medical bills and some health trouble going on. So we are happy to help out there. Paulie Calfiore is going to be in the house watching the final world where he could possibly be winning his first final. He could be in the room with, with him when he does it. I don't know if he's definitely going to bring his camp friend, but he mentioned maybe bringing a friend from camp. I don't know who that's going to be. Maybe a counselor. Who knows? I don't know. But you got to show up Wednesday at East End Bar and Grill to find out. You never know who's going to come and turn up. Maybe some past cast members of other seasons of the real world. Who knows? We'll be at East End on Wednesday if they can make it. Um, I encourage you guys all to come out. Free to attend. Bring cash for the raffle. I, be- I believe we're going to do like $5 tickets or uh, 5 for 20 And here's what you're going to win if you win the raffle. Many prizes. One thing, D, we're going to do is whoever wins the grand prize of the raffle is going to get to come on a future Challenge Mania podcast. So something you cannot buy. This is a priceless thing. This is not meet the patrons. We're going to let someone come on, a little guest appearance, chat with us on Challenge Mania, what you are listening to right now. Google Play, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can come on our show if you win the raffle on Wednesday. We're going to give away some signed Mark Long posters, some signed Challenge Mania Chicago posters, some signed Challenge Mania San Francisco posters. Uh, gonna do two VIP tickets to a Challenge Mania Live. So a lot of great prizes you can win. All you gotta do is, it's $5 for one ticket, uh, $20 for five if you wanna better your chances or buy however many you want. And it's all going to a great cause. Our good friend Emily Longaretta, of course, from Us Weekly, who will be there on Wednesday. Uh, her sister could use all the help that, um, you guys can muster up. And even if you can't attend or you just wanna participate and, and donate, uh, from home, if you go to Emily's Twitter at Emily Longaretta on Twitter, uh, she has it in her pin tweet, kind of explains the story and the health condition that Lauren has and, and how you can help donate and uh, contribute there. Yeah, everybody show up. Someone else from Camp Pauly is going to be there. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. Who maybe, knows? maybe we'll, we'll not. Find okay. out. I just know I, I have a feeling, you know, people are like, oh, how come I didn't? You know, I'm just saying always good to speculate. Um, so speaking of live events and you mentioned I'm having a big episode last Wednesday. It's in a couple weeks now, D. We're only about three weeks out, two weeks out of this Friday from Challenge Mania Live Miami, our last live show of the year. C.T. Tamborello going to be on our stage with Nani Gonzalez, Josh Martinez, Mark Long, Miami Improv, Saturday, December 21st. 
Tickets for the meet and greet still available. I think maybe because it's the holiday weekend, you know, flights to Miami, not the cheapest given that circumstance, but, uh, Florida guys, if you live in Florida, where are you? Come check this out. Challenge Mania Live Miami and, uh, a lot of tickets sold, but some available for the meet and greet. You can meet CT, you can meet Derek, you can meet Nani, myself, obviously. I wander around the meet and greet talking like an idiot the whole time. Josh Martinez, big brother 19 winner. And of course, Mr. Mark Long, the godfather himself will be in the house of the Miami Improv. Tickets to that at challengemania.com live as well as to tickets to challenge mania nashville on saturday january the 25th only two shows officially on the calendar that you can buy tickets to but pretty soon i believe this week maybe next week but i think we're we're had it earmarked for this week we're going to be putting tickets on sale for challenge mania live tampa d that is saturday april 4th tampa improv so stay tuned for that first crack at tickets will go to the challenge mania patrons as always but that's going to be a good show. I've already started texting some cast members, trying to fill that one out. That's going to be, uh, I think, a really big one. Yeah, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania of, weekend. Right? Is that the day of WrestleMania? WrestleMania is the day after. So mm, Sunday. Yeah, so who knows? You know, obviously, you know, you were talking about it in Chicago, what we were hoping may or may not happen. We're, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed again, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Maybe... Maybe Paulie's camp friend will come. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, let's get to some questions. Oh, before I even get to questions, this is huge. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, okay? Why don't we just call it Mania Week at ChallengeMania.shop? We've got French Terry hoodies at a price that you can buy. It's at a T-shirt-like price for a hoodie. We want to make sure when you guys are cozied up all, all winter listening to Challenge Mania that you are properly encased in a Challenge Mania hoodie. So you can get a French Terry hoodie for $29.95 all week. You can get a sponge fleece hoodie for $39.95. That's the cheapest either have ever been. We're going to run this through Friday. So you have this week, if you're listening to this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, till Friday, which is December the, hold on, Friday is December. I'll tell you exactly when this is going to be uh, expiring. Friday, December 6th, go to challengemania.shop. You can get any style hoodie, any style hoodie, French Terry, $29.95. Those are the lightweight ones. They're good for the gym. Or the nice, cozy, thicker, softer, more comfy ones, the sponge fleece for $39.95. I encourage you to take advantage of this. Black Friday, just one day? No. Cyber Monday? No. We're doing a whole week. So What's go that check called? It out. What's that called? I think Mania Week, right? Why don't we just call it, you know, Shop Mania? Hoodie Mania? How about Hoodie Mania? Hoodie mm. Mania over at ChallengeMania.shop. It's got the worst ring to it of all time. Um, okay, you ready to get some questions? Yep. Okay, Jessica Pennington, when you travel around after a show, what kinds of things do you do? Where do you go? I'd love to hear some stories about that. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Okay, so we've done a few Challenge Mania Lives at this point, D. Um, we've gotten to do some cool stuff in those cities. You know, what, any any funny stories or fun places that we've gotten to check out when uh, touring the country here so far? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a bunch of stories, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I go back to our Denver stuff. That, um, yeah, re- that, that's what I was going to say. Garth uh, Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks, Chase's Bar. I mean, it was like, it, you know, th- that Mile High Stadium was so, I mean, it was it was crazy. We were like six, seven rows back. 80,000 uh, people. Mo- most people ever in that stadium. It was it was like the the tamest concert I'd ever been to. I mean, it was like, but in a good it, way. I don't think we could have handled uh, from where we were and whatever. Yeah, I don't think we could have handled Slayer. You know, I think yeah. that was perfect. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I'd never been to a country concert. I'd never been to Mile High Stadium. 
uh, you know, I had never been at a sold out 80,000 people. Um, and, and again, like I said, it was, I've never been to a concert that was so like, you know, tame and controlled and proper and respectful. Um, getting in was a bitch though. That was rough. Getting in was funny. I don't know if we want to tell that story, but that was a good story. That was a good story. We kind of like, eh. Oh, I'll tell the story and in 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 I'll just kind of condense it cliff notes fashion. So we just put, I'm going to put it a lot mild. So you, we, we roll up the line to enter the stadium. Uh, they're going to hate get us. through the metal detectors, but it's but karma. This is it's what a happens. good karma. This is what happens when reality TV cast members get together. It's a good they get karma. in trouble. It is. It Good is karma. So Just there's a long line, really long line. You got to go through metal guessing. detectors, etc. And we kind of cut the line. You know, we we uh, did like a we we, uh, we, we, uh, we 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 cut the line a little bit. Let right? me let me let me help this a little bit. I'm walking through. I think Chase sees someone that knows him or he knows them or whatever. And of course, you know, we're like, oh, oh where Chase go? Oh, there he is, and he kind of calls us over. Um, but like, to, oh, but to a lot of people in line, they look at it as who, who are these people? They just cut. And I think Six someone people even, just cut. Right. So long story short, we get a in. We we get in through the metal detectors. We get in the bag check, etc. And Kellyanne's got the smallest bag in the world. I mean, like she's not bringing in a duffel bag. She's bringing in like something between a clutch and a small backpack. And they say, "Sorry, that's too big. You can't bring it in." And I'm like, I'm looking at her and I'm looking at the line and I'm like, and you know, the option is throw it out or put it in a locker. Okay, sir, where are the lockers? On the other end of the stadium. So what happened was, you know, Chase went in and all the tickets are on my phone, you know, and I'm trying to like text her a picture, but there's no service. There's too many phones in the area, whatever. Long story short, we have to stand there. I know I stand there. You stand there. A few people go in. Chase goes in. I think, but you and I have to stand there while Kellyanne and her lovely boyfriend go to the other side of the stadium and find a locker and put the bag in a locker. This takes so yeah. long that I by didn't the time stand there. I was sitting on the ground. By waiting. the time that they got back, the line was done. So basically, we cut the line. We got in before about 500 people, but then by the end of it, with this bag ordeal, we were the last people in the stadium. And then the the bottleneck to get in through the tunnel was just an absolute mess. Um, well, here, here's here's the karma. Here's the karma. Here's the karma. My dumb ass is sitting there on the ground, and guess what? Every person that's that saw me be one of the people that cut walked right by and saw my dumb ass sitting there on the ground. Uh, like a kid who got in trouble. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's it's karma. what we get. That's, that's what, what we get. get. It wasn't my idea. I'm just saying I was yeah. along for the ride. That's why we get, for, you know? that's what we get for cutting the line. But so that was really fun. And as you mentioned, Chase's bar, what was cool about that weekend is that Chase, who, you know, a lot of people, and you know, I mentioned this before, we've talked about it again, how it's like, you know, a guy like Chase from The Bachelor has this big following from The Bachelor comes on, not the strongest showing on the challenge, obviously eliminated early, you know, but, was such a great part of that, you know, Denver show that we did. And he has this great bar that he has, uh, Rebel Social, that we got to do a post-show party at. We got to do the brunch at on Sunday. And it was so cool having this home base in Denver that that really smoothed out that weekend. So shouts to Chase, and that was a really cool one. But on top of that, that on top of that, that kind of started our little, I don't know if it was the start of our, like, you know, efforts to kind of do more at our challenge media lives with like a brunch to kind of see see our patrons um oh, well, you we know. even had more remember we had more on tap for that week we were supposed to do this workout at emily's gym mm. that felt i don't even want to talk about yeah we don't have to talk about that we don't have to talk about that but yes we went big on that weekend because i think try. 
you yeah. know, we thought we thought Denver. So the thing I, with with Denver was we're like, you know, Denver not necessarily, you know, it's it's one of the small. I mean, it's a big city in compared to, comparison to some other cities, but in comparison to say Los Angeles or Chicago or New York, you know, what we liked about oh, come to Denver for the show is we were like, oh, let's make it this big weekend. Let's have the workout. Let's have the the um you know, the post-show party, let's have the, the brunch. And we were trying to take advantage of the fact that we had a friend who had a gym and a friend who had a uh, bar. And we, you know, we forgot to take into account that the friend who had the gym might have better things to do. Uh, but regardless, you know, it was a very fun weekend. And it was one of those things where, yes, I think that might have been the start of kind of, you know, adding things to the fold here. We then did a post-show brunch in New York City after the uh, the show for your birthday that a lot of people came to. Kenny Santucci came by to say hi. That was a cool surprise. Um, but I'm I'm the kind of guy I like to maximize these weekends. And you know, when we go to a city, I like to you know, if I have enough time, I like to look up on the phone and find a good place to eat or whatever. I might go get a beer trim or something like that. But I like to look what's on the calendar. Hey, is there a concert we can go to? Is there a game we can go to? We've had some really good luck where we uh, we were in D.C. for our show a couple of years ago, and one of our buddies who helps out with challenge mania um and also Shout comes to a lot of our floyd. shows mr Shout brian floyd. floyd uh works for the wizards and capitals so he was able to hook us all up and take us to a capitals game uh we were able even able to give away a couple tickets to some maniacs that day then flash forward we end up being in chicago did not pick this on purpose but it happened to be the weekend where the wizards were playing at the bulls so he was um, able to hook up some tickets to that um you guys know that last weekend we did some wrestling related things. We got to check out SmackDown. Miz was cool enough to bring us backstage afterwards. The first time we ever did a show, D, remember, was here in New York where I wasn't traveling. But guess who happened to be in town that weekend as well was the Governor's Ball. And headlining was your favorite artist, Eminem. So I got us some press tickets to that. We went out. You happened to be on the on the uh, the one-legged scooter at the time, which was a bitch to get around in. But it worked out because everybody at the show was super nice to us. We had people driving us around in golf carts. Uh, so that was cool. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, well, look, we, we've made the most of he, some of these, uh, challenge mania trips. It's been really fun. Here's one, here's one more goofy ass moment. And, uh, and it's kind of good and it's kind of bad. But like I said, this is kind of what happens at, you know, challenge mania lives. You get to, you come and experience one of these challenge mania lives, like, we're going to have fun. We even, you know, if we're going to do an extra, extra hour or something like that at the, you know, at a, at a place, you know, next door or across the street or something like that. Like we really try to, you know, make this a, uh, a, a, a cool experience for everybody. Uh, we were in San Francisco and, um, I grabbed a, a, I was getting a drink and I, they had a fruit bowl. Oh my God. They had a fruit bowl and I touched the grapefruit. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I don't but they know. use I for like a it zest. Up. It's like they use it and they shave oh, do the they? top. Yeah, they use oh, that for drinks. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So let's just say, yeah, I'm starting to get a little tipsy or whatever, you know, getting a little loosey goosey. You know, I like to have fun and, um, you know, and, 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 and I, and I grabbed it and they got mad, you know, and so Scott kind of notices that, you know, all right, well, I, I, well, you know, we've been here long enough. Maybe it's time you go and just like hang out with the, with the fellas and their wives. So, when, when me, Darrell, uh, Darrell and Abe and Kahuta and, uh, Darrell's wife and, 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 and Abram's wife went back to the hotel, we just, I mean, we just had this like awesome time, just like catching up, bonding, you know, having some drinks, just like, you know, it was just like, for me, it was just like this family oriented situation that like, I'm not going to be able to get with these guys, um, anywhere other than, you know, like challenge me live or something like that. But at the same time, you know, we're hanging out with the patrons we're hanging out with some of the people at the, from the meet and greet, you know, afterwards. And I'm also kind of getting a little bit of this, uh, you know, this love from, uh, 
you know, from, from the cast that, you know, we wouldn't normally get these moments that, you know, we, we don't get to capture all the time. So, you know, look, man, some of us, you know, these challenges are few and far between anymore, but you know, the, uh, the, the, the bonds, you know, the moments that kind of last forever, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, man, that was good. You know, we went to see, you know, Mike, the Miz, you know, we got to see Mike, the Miz, you got to meet him over here at, uh, in, in Chicago. Um, you know, again, I, I really enjoy those, those times where I can, kind of get a little bit of alone time with these guys or these girls that um you know you know we've 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 been done these challenges and it's kind of like you know just that you know those those extra that little bit of extra time that you know we don't we don't get to do all the time anymore well, look, so re- look it's selfishly look smackdown was cool but before we went to smackdown we went and got dinner just you me I Mark, love that. and jamie that was that. pretty cool you know love that yeah. yes it's just those like conversations you know over dinner where it's just like catching up, like, where's Jamie Murray been? You know, what do you do? You know, come, come to find out he's actually, uh, maybe, and I don't know if he, I'm allowed to say this or not, but, um, he, he may be working for one of the presidential candidates, you know, coming up and, uh, you know, as, 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 as the main hub in Chicago. So it was like, man, it's just like these people, their, their lives are still entertaining and, and, and just continue to just like, I mean, Mark, what a great time he had, didn't he? Was he just having like the the, the best time at the at the show? Yeah. Uh, before and after everything, it was so cool to see. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, all right, here's one, uh, Jessica Bartel. I'll drop some news here. So she says, "What cities are on the short list for the upcoming 2020 year for a Challenge Mania Live?" All right, so um, we know that we have. Uh, coming up, and this is 2019. We have Miami coming up on December 21st. That's our last show of 2019. Coming up on December, on uh, January the 25th, Nashville, Tennessee, Zanies. You know about that show. Maddie, Big Easy, Tori, Kendall. It's going to be a good one. April 4th, Tampa. That's locked in as well. Um, and as far as shows that are confirmed, I believe on August the 1st, we will be re- returning to the great state of Texas. So Texas, we, we were there in Austin on, uh, it was this February. We we're there in Austin, really fun show. KD Doyle or slash Cooley, Nelson, Black Zeus was there, Hunter Barfield. So, um, we will be returning, except we will not be coming to Austin this time. We will be coming to the Dallas area. Addison, I believe, is is the actual town that the improv is in. The Addison Improv in the Dallas, Texas area for August the first. Other than that, we don't have any other cities locked in, but seems like we we are going to try to every year hit Chicago and New York. I believe I have Labor Day weekend next uh, September earmarked for the return to Chicago, New York. No telling when we'll get back to New York, but will be next year. Philly, as we said, was a great turnout. They deserve us to come back in 2020 as well, and then. <coughs> As far as first-time cities, we're dying to get to New Orleans. There's just not a lot of comedy clubs there. So uh, trying to find a venue that would make sense for New Orleans. I know Boston. I know D.C. You want us to come back. We'll try to make it happen. Atlanta, we'll try to make it happen. Um, but as far as first-time cities, Dallas, Tampa, Nashville, and uh, who knows from there. You'll have to stay tuned. Uh, but we're trying, to, we're trying to have a full year of shows. How does that sound for you, D? Yeah, that works. Yeah. 
That works. Um, Aaron says, this is Aaron Young, our good friend, our longtime patron. Aaron uh, came to NXT with us uh, a couple weekends ago in Chicago, brought her friend Britt Bauer, another uh, challenge maniac, uh, and her buddy, whose name escapes me as well. So they, they came and uh, watched the NXT show with myself and uh, B. Floyd and uh, Jared, another uh, challenge mania patron. Um, what has surprised you the most in starting the podcast? Um, so what has surprised you the most out of everything? D, anything jump out at you with that question? You know, for me, it just feels like, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that kind of like, you know, pushes this and the way me and Scott sort of like push it and try to drive it. Like it's not as easy, you know, it is a full-time job. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm constantly stressing, you know, whether it's like, you know, who are we going to get on the next podcast? You know, is, you know, are these, uh, who, uh, are, is everyone going to come through to challenge me live? You know, we've had a couple bumps in the road, um, whether it be, uh, you know, a no show or, you know, someone, someone passing away at the, at the, at, at the wrong time, you know, but then we've also, you know, the other, the flip side is like, uh, you know, how, how much, you know, when, when I need a little, when we need a hand to, for someone to come through or, you know, at the last second, you know, we, you know, someone, you know, someone makes a play for us, you know, whether it's like coming on the podcast, coming into the war room or, uh, or, or, or coming to challenge me live at the last second and making a big play. It's like, you know, it's, it's surprising on both ends. You know, it's like, it's surprising how stressful it is behind the scenes sometimes. And then it's, it's surprising on how fucking people come through with big fucking plays, you know? Um, it's uh, even on your end. Do you you make big plays too? You know, it's like so. It, it, that's what it is, man. It's just it's surprising on both sides for me. I feel like you know. Yeah. Uh, no, this is one of those things where it's not like I had an assumption that it would go the other way, but something that when I think about it in retrospect, what I'm trying to like think about what has surprised me, and this is just you know on the positive end, it surprises me how seamless our operation has been able to run over the past two years, um, you know, sort of on this like kind of wink, wink and a handshake arrangement with the challenge and MTV and the show itself and how they've indirectly encouraged people to come on our show and be a part of what we're doing. And they know what we're doing and they haven't in any way tried to micromanage us, shut us down, anything like that. And, you know, and, and we have sort of seamlessly been integrated into the, you know, obviously there's the people magazines and the entertainment weeklies and the us weeklies and this and that's where, I mean, these are nationwide brands that have been covering shows and MTV for decades. So it, you, it under, you know, you understand why, you know, the show would work with them. You know, we're a podcast, you know, podcasts are kind of the wild, wild west, you know, and it takes a while normally to prove yourself as a podcast and as a medium. And I think, you know, a lot of it comes is because of you and the, the fact that you're so well liked over there, but the fact that they are, you know, so encouraging and with the retweets and with the, you know, green lighting guests and giving guests the kind of open door to, to come on our show and, and whatnot. I, I I'm very surprised at how, you know, we haven't had really any issues whatsoever, uh, on that end. And a lot of that has to do with how we choose to do our podcast and we try not to ruffle any feathers. We try to treat stuff as tastefully as possible for multiple reasons, obviously because of the people involved and for the benefit of our audience, but also because of wanting to keep that relationship on the up and up. But all that being said, the fact that we haven't, you know, screwed it up at all over the past two years, I think is pleasantly surprising. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right? You know, I always, for me, look, for me, it's always been like this. It's always been supposed to have been like, like Saturday morning cartoons. You know, it, it's always supposed to be like this, like colorful edition. You know, it's never, it, it's, it's, it, it's never supposed to have been like spoiling the show or talking about like really like, you know, like, you know, I don't like to talk about shit or ask people uncomfortable questions. Like, I, that's not what, what, what I, I've ever wanted Challenge Mania to be about. I've never wanted it to be like some, you know, uh, you know, like gotcha, you know, type of, type of podcast. Like, it's always supposed to have been like this, like friendly, open door policy. You want to bullshit about some shit that happened on the show? Like, come on over. Let's talk about it. But with that said, it's like, you know, even sometimes cast members want to go overboard and, you know, tell, you know, say, you know, go, go, go over the top. And I'm like, ah, you know, I mean, it's, we, we don't want to do that either. We don't want to ruffle feathers on the cast member side. We don't want to ruffle feathers on the challenge God side. You know, we just want this to be, for me, I always wanted just to be an added element, an added colorful element to, you know, the show that we all kind of grew up and, you know, love to love to love sometimes, love to hate sometimes. You know, but just something that we we all enjoy doing. So I'm I'm, I'm surprised that it's it, it's become this much of a community and that people kind of like even appreciate us for for doing it. You know, so I that that's surprising too. How like just how awesome people have you know have have been and just kind of understand you know what we're what we're trying to do and just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and been a part of the team. You know, yeah, Pod Squad. Michelle Lopez, what do you guys think you have improved in year two from year one? And what do you think will improve for year three? And she adds, not that I think you need any improvements. You guys are great just the way you are, but I still appreciate the question. So how, what do we improve, uh, in the last year from, you know, from year one to year two? And what do you think will improve for year three? Hmm. Well, I, I just think that like, and, and I don't do it as much as you do, but I like, I don't, I don't go looking for, you know, when people shit on me or shit on, like, I don't look for that stuff. Like, I don't, so a lot of times I don't want to know if I'm fucking up. Um, but when I do hear it, it's just like, you kind of make, you know, a, some sort of a, a conscious effort, uh, to make a, a small change, even if it's like, you know, someone, you know, screaming from the rafters that you may, really don't care you still kind of like take people's you know thoughts into consideration and you just kind of like try to make changes here and there there whether it's you know um you know whether it's you know you know being an open platform for everybody or um just that's it you know for me it's just like this just needs to continue being an open friendly platform for everybody to come on and feel comfortable talking so yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, I think, you know, like any podcast, like, like anything that you do recurringly, you're going to get better with repetition. You know, uh, you know, I think, um, doing interviews digitally and not having the person in front of you and, you know, learning to kind of get a rhythm of when to hop in and stuff like that, um, gets better over time. So if you listen to some of our earlier episodes, I think we probably got better over the course of the first year, not so much between year one and year two, but between say, you know, episodes one and 30 and then 30 to a hundred, um, type of deal. I think audio, I think I think we, you know, hit our stride with, you know, audio and sound quality within the first, you know, 50 episodes or so and nip some of that stuff in the bud. And, you know, some of the stuff you were saying about um, people talking shit, 
I, what I do is I take like a nice, you know, rake and I kind of rake the shit like, you know, by like a pile of leaves and I sift through it. And, you know, between all the like, these guys suck. And like, why do you listen to that podcast? Occasionally there's some like thought worthy or thought provoking constructive criticism. And if you hear the, the same few things over and over again and you think, okay, maybe we do spend too much time on that. Maybe we don't touch on that enough, et cetera. Um, and we do try to build on that stuff. So. You know, I think that we've hit a nice, uh, pattern here. And I think something that, uh, what we started to do towards the end of, uh, year one, I forget exactly when we started doing it, but you know, as far as kind of offloading the majority of the episode by episode content onto the war room, um, and, uh, you know, we haven't always called it the war room, but you know, what we do over there at patreon.com slash challenge mania has really freed up the interview podcasts to, you know, not necessarily have to be tied down to a specific episode. Now, obviously, depending on the timing of when we have someone on, we might touch on that season of a, as a whole, or if we have them on after a really big episode, we might kind of have a, a weighted discussion about a particular episode. But for the most part, though, putting all that stuff in the war room and having that be the place that people can get their weekly dose of episode by episode content, I think it really frees up the... um Freeze up the weekly episode to be more big picture, more about that person and their season or that person and their career. So, um, I think we've, you know, hit a stride there as far as mapping out where, what goes where and whatnot. And, um, I think also, you know, something that, you know, cause I, I will say, um, you know, and this I think goes to the credit of a lot of the other podcasts that are out there. I, I mentioned this in my intro when thanking people. I thanked and tried to thank like all the other challenge podcasts for providing like an alternative, uh, for people who don't like challenge mania who don't like your interview style or my interview style or just the sounds of our voice or whatever there's other things for them to hear you know i feel like i don't read or hear as many complaints about our show anymore sure i'm sure we've gotten better as well but i think there's also other places for those people to get their challenge content without having to feel like oh somebody handcuffed me and put me next to a speaker where i have to hear scott yeager and Derek talk about the challenge you know so um i think that's improved as well there's not so many people hate listening to us as there were maybe in year one um as far as improving for year three. Um, I don't know about it improving. I think the word would be expanding, um, and trying to just like continue to find new and innovative ways for evolving the challenge, viewing experience, the conversation about the challenge, finding cool things that you guys are into or would want to participate in, uh, finding new ways to reinvent the live show experience, come to more show, uh, more cities that we haven't come to and whatnot and just keep that rolling. So, um, so yeah, I don't think it's more improving, uh, for year three, but I think expanding and building upon what we've already done. Yeah. And I don't know. For me, it's like, it's kind of like learning on the fly too. You know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't go to school for this. You know, it's just kind of like what I grew up in. It's like the sport that I grew up playing for off and on for 15 years, you know, and this is what I know. I've won. I've lost. I've fucking cried. I've bled, you know, I've, uh, you know, I fucked people over. They fucked me over. You know, it's, it, I see it. I can see it. You know, I can see it happening from these people's eyes. And, um, you know, we, Scott comes up with ideas here and there. And I just kind of, we kind of roll with it and try to make it as entertaining as, a as, uh, as we can. And I think that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to try to stay, you know, even more entertaining, um, and try to continue bringing you that fucking, that shit, that content, that good shit. Yeah. Anyway, let's, someone's uh, going to hate me for saying that. Let's rapid fire these <laughs> last few and then we'll get to fresh meat. Um, Amy wants to know favorite live show moment. 
Uh, man, I'm going to give Tracy, uh, one of our, one of our very loyal patrons, been around for a long, long time. The some Kahuta know enthusiast. Her as, some may know her as the Kahuta enthusiast, but I just blew my mind. Uh, you know, she gave, uh, she wrote, uh, Abram a letter. I believe that's what it was, right? She mm-hmm. wrote Abram a letter and gave it to him in the green room, um, because we had, we had a, a special, uh, um, a situation there where Tracy was back there with all of us hanging out and stuff like that. And, and he came out on stage and he asked everyone to, if, if he, we wouldn't mind giving him a minute to read a letter and he starts reading it. And in the front row, she's not screaming. She's not yelling. It, she's like tears of, I, I, tears of, I don't know if it's joy or tears of, um, I don't know, disbelief, maybe tears of appreciation. And it, it, here's Abram reading this letter that she gave him out loud to everybody, um, in San Francisco, you know, on probably, you know, the most legendary panel we've m- maybe been able to assemble. And there's, and there's people crying in, in this, there's other people crying. It's not just her. I'm just like, wow, man. And then like, she came the, up on stage, gave him a big hug. Yep, it and was I, uh, that was and that was to completely not planned. By the way, uh, him no. reading that letter, I was trying to find a way. It's funny because uh, I was going to bring her up on stage at some point in the show anyway, um, and then he never mentioned, "Oh, I'm going to do this." And then when that happened, I'm like, "Well, I guess this is the time to bring her up on stage uh, because uh, you know he has just like turned this this place into. I mean, th- they had to start going around with mops and mopping up off the, all the tears and the. I mean, it was it was uh, incredibly emotional. That that letter was uh, very heartfelt from Tracy, and um, I could see her as you mentioned. She was in the front row. I could see her. And I think there were tears of gratitude, um, but even Abram was getting choked up. So then. You know, brought her up on stage, the hugs, the whole nine. Kahada was involved. Kahada and Abram in particular mean a lot to, uh, to Tracy. So. Well, and it just, it's just a testament to, you know, how, you know, electrifying or how the, some of these shows are and how, you know, even though some of these cast members have maybe have not been on the show in a while, that doesn't mean that, you know, when they walk in a room or, or, or when they, you know, you know, introduce themselves to you or, or, or on stage, um, telling a story that doesn't, that doesn't mean they've lost their, um, their chi. Is that, is that, is that, yeah. can I use that word? I don't sure. even know what that is. They, they, they haven't lost anything that you've remembered them from watching them on TV. So if you're ever going to come to a live show, um, you know, expect the unexpected. Um, these guys have not lost why reasons why, you've grown the reasons why you haven't been able to keep your eyes off of them and stayed in touch with what they've been doing in their lives. Um, it's, a uh, you know, it, uh, that's just one moment. I mean, I think every show has its moment. What about know? when TJ Lavin walks into, uh, the bar, uh, barcode burgers in Vegas and just like, yeah. just, just feeling how the utter shock and amazement on everyone, uh, everyone in the room, you know, and just, yeah. That was awesome. And, 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 and here's what's ironic about that. It, Vegas was our most unorthodox challenge mania live that we've done because 
normally it's we're, we have a we're at a, a comedy club we're on stage we have we have microphones uh you know it's 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 a panel it's a discussion it's like a talk show this one we just really didn't have that you know in the people that showed up everyone that showed up knew it wasn't going to be you know the the challenge in your life that you've seen which i even think that they enjoyed um but it's a nice change know, of pace this is the one that tj lavin walks in right it's like it's 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 the one where you know we can't really bring him up on stage. Not to say that he really gave a shit or wanted to, but he was just there enjoying the moment and just kind of like giving back to the community, you know, even if it's, even if it was for an hour, you know, and like everybody got a picture, everybody appreciated it. And it's one of those moments that we'll never forget, uh, you know, challenge me in life history for sure. Uh, this is a great question, and it doesn't have to do with Challenge Mania, but it's a holiday-related question from Cynthia, longtime patron of Maniac. She says, with the holidays coming up, is anything special done for the challengers over the holidays when they're filming? For instance, do they, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, you know, they're off filming season, you know, whatever it is, 35 right now. They're gone during Thanksgiving. Granted, they're not in a country that celebrates Thanksgiving, but I know they do try to not be away during the, you know, the Christmases and the Hanukkahs of the world. But in your experience, D, when you're, when you happen to be filming during a 4th of July or a Thanksgiving or a Halloween, or we've seen some of the great Halloween parties you've had, do, do the challenge gods do anything to make it feel like home and, and help you guys celebrate when you're away? I, I mean, I think that just Halloween is just has its own all natural, uh, you know, connection to the world. And it's just like an up, something that we've, you know, been brought up with since we've been children. So just because we're in another country, doesn't mean we're going to stop. It's also you know, a so, good one. It plays well on TV as far as like, you know, you guys are going to yeah. do some goofy party. You're going to dress up in costumes. Yep. It makes for a good episode. Thanksgiving's like sentimental and involves a lot of like long time cooking in the, yeah. you know, that's probably not going to be the one. If they are out there filming, you know, currently, um, and it was Thanksgiving, I would imagine that some of them probably like just still celebrated even if they didn't have turkey. I'm not saying that the challenge gods are giving them turkey, uh, you know, unless they're in turkey. Just kidding. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know if they're going to give them turkey, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the more sentimental, uh, cast members, you know, that are fit, a little bit more family oriented. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's a lot of like terrible things that happen, a lot of stabbing in the back that happens, you know, certain, not everyone, Maybe like sitting at the table, like, you know, being thankful for, for, for the opportunity, but maybe there's like a, a, you know, five or six of them that are like, yeah, you know, just, you know, happy Thanksgiving. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's happening. Is it going to play out on TV? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. You know? and, and as far as the Christmas and whatnot, uh, I don't know if it's every season, but most seasons they do their damnedest to make sure that they're not filming during those yeah. holidays for the benefit of the crew and the challenge gods and the cast. And you don't want to, you know, you, you want to make it as enticing as possible for people. Yeah. You know, they're not especially doing, for, you know, and for crew as well. So yeah, they're not doing, they're not doing, they're, they're back before Christmas. So, you know what? Yeah. It's funny. You think about it. And, uh, this, every year I think about this, how it's like, look, one way to look at it is like, you're a millionaire, you're playing on national TV. Life is great, but you know, athletes a lot of the time have to play on some of these huge holidays because we've like, you know, like the NBA does five, six games on, on Christmas day now. 
one of those teams gets to play at home, but the other, you know, half of these teams are on the road on Christmas because they're playing the Mavericks or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a bittersweet thing that like for us, we all sit around celebrating, watching all these games. You forget that for all the people involved, <coughs> and it's not just the teams, it's the coaches, it's the training staff. You know, imagine you're like the eighth guy on the training staff on the Milwaukee Bucks and you have to fly to Dallas on Christmas and you're not with your kid, you know? You're not a millionaire. You make a hundred grand a year. It's cool. You travel with the team, but Christmas Day, you're, you know, wiping off Giannis's, you know, kneecaps on, on, uh, national TV instead of being with your kid on Christmas morning. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but let's face it, man. People got to work, you know, p- people work on holidays all the time, whether it's to, you know, uh, you know, working overtime, you know, what, whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, if you're not there for your kid, you're, you're trying to benefit them in, in some way, shape or form by, going to work, you know, totally, so yeah, totally. no, it sucks. And, yeah, 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 no, totally. People got to do it. Um, and I mentioned, of course, the Greek freak, the Greek freak, Giannis, uh, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Um, big challenge fan. So, Hey, if anybody out there has got to connect to the Greek freak, uh, NBA MVP, big challenge fan, he tweets about the show all the time. Not sure if he knows about challenge mania, but, um, maybe he listens to it on the bus. Who knows? Well, well, shout out to whoever, uh, you know, brought up the uh brought up him coming on challenge mania uh like a couple days before challenge mania live um i just kind of get lost in trying to you know make the show go well and wherever the hell we're at but uh someone did tweet him who if you if you if you're tweeting Giannis about challenge mania keep tweeting him because i don't even know if i told you scott i'm trying to get him on i'm trying to get him on yeah Uh, i don't know if it's happening during nba season but yeah, I wonder what the Bucks would say. I mean, would the Bucks not let him do it? Because they probably it's, would. They might. Yeah, depends. But yeah, but I wonder I, what he know. thinks of the finale. We're gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, look, he's. We don't even gotta talk about basketball. But he's an unbelievable player. He's the MVP. Uh, Once the MVP last year was he not MVP last year? Yeah, he was. He's probably gonna be MVP this year. All right, last questions from Sam. He's got a couple good ones. Uh, quick answers. Will Lil D ever guest star on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Make an appearance, maybe. Sometimes he's been in the background a few times. Yeah, nah, I don't think he's ready for all that. Um, he needs to focus on his schoolwork. No, it's you know I mention him every now and then in the war room. I still think it's kind of a, uh, you know, because of his age. Like, is he, should he be watching? You know, like, it, you know, it's kind of like a, a weird, you know, it's. So it's a weird, weird world he's living in because his dad does the show or has been on the show many, many times. He does the podcast, breaks it down. So, you know, he's in the room when I'm watching, you know, the show. So it's like, you know, sometimes they're, you know, the things that happen on the show are okay. Some, sometimes they're not, um, more or less than, you know, in the past, you know, it's not like we've got these like, crazy ridiculous hookups and stuff like that but um you know i I guess you can always you know break it off as like a learning curve if like something like really terrible happens and then you know me and that nelson thing happened too so it's like try to just you know like i had to explain many different things uh to him but no i you know, I mention his his thoughts sometimes in the war room whenever he chuckle like if he chuckles at something that like i find kind of random you know i'll mention it in the war room but i'm still kind of like you know skeptical about you know should a 10 year old be breaking down 
the challenge. Well, maybe he can come and give a uh, Super Bowl prediction or, or something like that. Do yeah, some, we'll uh, see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, maybe. What foreign city would you love to bring Challenge Mania live to? I mean, I think the number one, given the the way that the show is now, is is London, right? Well, you know, we've get, we get we get a lot of requests to Canada, but man, Canada's yeah, Toronto, so big. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Toronto is on our radar. You know, that's that's very you know somewhat feasible. But, um, but but UK, I mean, just given the, the the tons of guests that would be out there and the potential there. Yeah, I think that's like the because then we would only have to get passports for me or right. You and whatever I could the go. Hell. You and I could go, yeah. and then those people live there. Canada, we have to bring everybody to Canada. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like there's three challengers who live in Toronto. So uh, uh, I would say I'm, you know the UK is definitely on our radar. Could um, we muster up? You think we could muster up enough people to come to Challenge Mania live in the UK in London? I think so. They have a bunch of people <laughs> just went and did a reunion taping. You know what I mean? I think I think uh, I think it'd be a hit with these, uh, especially if we got a couple of these million follower uh, cast members on board. I think we can make it happen. Maybe we get our good friend Johanna who lives there as well. We could even have an OG who lives out in the UK. Come and join us. That could be cool. We'd, ha- we'd have to see like what the parameters are of everybody. Like what three people are close by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, Johanna. Plus Johanna, so, right? I mean, what's cool <laughs> is like, I mean, think, just think about though. I mean, out of the, the, the new UK cast members, besides Bear, who's been kind of the white whale at this point who we haven't been able to have on yet, you know, we just had Kyle and, you know, I know he, you know, the gateway to him might be, you know, Johnny. Wait, wait, wait. But, tough. I was trying for Kyle for a long but time. We, and we eventually – we The only way we got him was Johnny. Johnny got him. But look – I mean, look, Georgia and, you know, uh, Theo. Theo and Rogan and Joss Kayla. and mm. Kaylee and Kaylee. all Kaylee. these people have been so nice and, and have come on the show so many times. Yeah. Um, I think it's been great. And, uh, you know, obviously recently Esther as well. So um, who knows? You know, I think both those – and, okay, let's get out of here on this last question. Sammy Zinkin with one more. Who – what guest has made, made you laugh the most, D? You can pick a couple uh, if you need to. Funniest on the podcast. I think I was dying. The first Kaylee one, I was fucking dying. Yeah, she's funny. I don't remember. I it just. I think she was just her. Her sarcasm was uh, fucking like throwing like the way the way she got kicked off that first. You know, Big Brother wasn't she on Big Brother? That, that's what it was, right? Yeah. So on Big Brother, it's knives, some shit. Like, <laughs> like what? She was laughing about it. Um. Who else was really funny? Well, I think you can Isaac. go ahead and Isaac was great. Yeah. Isaac was great. Isaac cool. was pretty funny. Rogan. Oh, Rogan. The yeah. first, yeah, the first, yeah, the only time we had Rogan on without him even being on the show was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I look, a lot of these guys and gals are hilarious. That's why we love them. That's what makes them great guests. I mean, Marie is always hilarious, as you guys know. I thought Devon was funny when we ever had her on. Um, Wes is always funny in his Wes way. Um, but I mean, as far as people who are particularly funny, uh, I think that those jump out at me, you know, Rogan, Kaylee, uh, and Isaac, of course, for many and, reasons. And for me, it's even weird to say, you know, to say, you know, who's like the funniest. Cause it's, it's, it's weird because you know, it's, it's, they're just telling their story. You know what I mean? It's not like they're out here cracking jokes. It's like, you know, it's more in the way they say things, you know, it's like, it's like, how weird is this story? You know what I mean? But it's real. It's it's like, it, I I went and saw Dave Chappelle, uh, I don't know, many years ago. And it was so weird to me. It's like, everyone was cracking up at this guy. And to me, I maybe laughed like three times during the whole, I, don't know, I think he talked for a while too. Um, but 
it was just for me, it was a guy telling a story, you know, and I think people were laughing because of the way he was saying it. It's just but for me, it was a story. It was just a story. You know, I didn't think it was that far. I thought he was amazing. Like I thought the story was amazing. I thought his delivery was amazing. It's just I didn't feel like I was there to see a comedian. I felt like I was there just like hearing a guy fucking talk about life. And it was just so weird that it went like that. You know, um, I feel the same way with these cast members, man. It's just, you know, it's kind of the reason why I feel like this all should have started is 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 just so they can tell the full story and it's usually pretty fucking funny you know yeah well we're about to tell the full story or the second half of it about fresh meats one of the great seasons in the history of the challenge uh this went up for patrons about a couple months ago over at patreon.com slash challenge mania so much of this episode so far has been about thanking the patrons because without them we wouldn't have gotten to two years if you guys want to be a part of the pod squad patreon.com slash challenge mania you get our weekly bonus podcast every wednesday you get to vote for the challenge mania awards you get to vote for the challenge mania hall of fame you're going to get the bonus gauntlet two podcasts we're going to do coming up in the off season. Lots of fun stuff over there. We cannot thank you guys enough for being a part of that. Um, we're about to hit the music, the good old Challenge Mania music you hear every episode. That is from Ryan Knock at Knock It Out. Music, uh, most of the songs you hear are Ryan's, if not his. Uh, some of the music has been provided by the Danbys, a great uh, alternative rock band. You should check them out on iTunes. Um, it's uh it's a, a group effort here. It takes a village. Uh hope to yep. see a lot of you guys and thank you in person this Wednesday, East End Bar and Grill. If you want to come to the party, guys, it's free to attend. Just RSVP at ChallengeManiaPodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you who can't make that, feel free to check out at Emily Longaretta's Twitter if you just want to donate to her uh, sister's medical bills. And if we don't see you there, if you live in Florida, if you live somewhere else, you're gonna hop on a plane and enjoy the holiday season with us. December twenty first, Miami Improv, come and hang with me, CT, Nani, Josh, Derek at the Miami improv tickets to challengemania.live ringing in the new year challenge mania style no better way to do it than with mr ct tamborella from boston massachusetts t yeah man i'm excited to see these guys and uh you know make make some more uh memorable moments so uh you know whoever's coming Get ready for uh, for a lot of fun. Yep. Yes. Maybe next year when we do this podcast, we'll be talking about some memories made in Miami, made in Nashville, made in Tampa. Guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're turn, tuning out here because you already heard Fresh Meat, we thank you so much. Uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for getting us to two years of Challenge Mania. We'll see you in the war room this Wednesday. And if you are sticking around for Challenge Mania, we hope you enjoy it. As D said, this isn't necessarily something when we recorded that he uh, planned to have hit all, all the airwaves here. It was meant to just be for the intimate setting of our patreon.com slash challenge mania pool of listeners. But uh, he was nice enough to oblige and allow us to put it up here as a thank you to you guys. So as you hear, it gets very personal um, down the stretch. So thank you guys for checking it out. If you enjoy it, let us hear it on social media at Derek MTB at shot of Jaeger on Twitter at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. And you know where to find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. All right, guys, thank you D thank you patrons. Thank you pod squad. Thank you maniacs for getting us to two years of challenge mania here you do here you go without further ado fresh meat
All right, everybody, more with the interview in just a moment, but I do have to tell you about a new sponsor we're working with called BetterHelp. Uh, We all have moments in our life when stuff's getting you down, stuff interferes with your happiness, preventing you from being maybe productive, achieving your goals, whether they be daily goals, weekly goals. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to even want to get out of the house. And uh, BetterHelp, what they do is they provide online counseling. You get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and you don't even have to leave your house. We've all suffered from stuff like this, depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, sleeping issues, trauma. It's all stuff that is a part of life. And uh, anything you share with your counselor is absolutely confidential. That's a must. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you no matter what your issue is. There's four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's affordable, professional, convenient, secure. And we're really proud to be working with BetterHelp because they are providing a fantastic service for anyone who needs it. And as we know, mental health is a really important issue that isn't talked about enough. So we're happy to be talking about it here with you on Challenge Mania. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Challenge Mania listeners get 10% off with BetterHelp for your first month. All you got to do is use the discount code MANIA. Why not get started today? If you're having one of those days, go to betterhelp.com slash mania. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash mania. All right, back to the interview. I bet Casey's um, doing all right. I feel like Casey's doing all right. All right, why don't you find out how she's doing? Uh, thoughts on Lynette? Um, so Shane and Lynette were a powerhouse team. Lynette they were, has, they were uh, official, well, she officially let Lynette, I'm sure, uh, made up for this in other ways, but had the worst 40 time, seven seconds and 7.66 seconds. Yeah, it's weird because I thought, thought she was in some, in pretty good shape and they were winning a lot, him and Shane. It was the first time that I was just like, fuck, this Shane guy is like beating me at everything. We got, they gotta go. You know, um, but he had close ties with Darrell, so it was kind of like a difficult situation. But you know, I didn't know his and and, and Darrell's plans and stuff like that. But you know, me and uh, me and DM ended up, you know, winning a competition and uh, pulling the trigger on them. Uh, so it was it was like a, it was a big power move at that point because it was starting to get to that point where all the stronger teams are going to have to go after each other. You know. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, now, uh, do you offhand think you know who had the second worst 40 time? What, Casey? Nope. <laughs> no, who? Uh, I'm going to use this as a segue to get into this portion of the podcast, but your partner, Miss Dean Brown, second worst okay. 40 time. Yeah, I think she, I think she always had like kind of, you know, she had some bad knees, I feel like. I feel like, uh, you know, power output was not her forte. Did you get that? Yes, I did. No, I didn't. I'm not even going to pretend to have gotten it. A uh, 40 time forte? Oh, oh, little Matt 40? Forte. Okay, I get it. That is funny. I, got, I just got mossed. So that was good. That was good. I'll give you credit for that one. That was good. Forte. <laughs> I 
running is not her forte. That's good. Um, there okay. you go. So let's talk about this. So there's, I mean, there's so much when people look back on the season and they like it. You know, it's obvious that it's the first time we see people who become mainstays of the challenge world. And we just ran through some of the amount of seasons they played. And that includes obviously Weston Kenny, Evelyn, who just got inducted into the Challenge Mania Hall of Fame, Eric, Ryan Kehoe, Casey, we just saw played on four seasons that I didn't even remember. Um, so a great rookie class here. You also have, as I mentioned, Tina and Coral towards the end of their run here at just the top of their power, the peak of their powers. You have the rookie season for the Austin cast, which I think uh, was voted one of the most popular, if not the popular uh, real world seasons ever. Um, you have uh, Theo's uh, Theo Vaughn's last season. Um, you have yourself. Um, this season, of course, famously does not have Johnny Bananas involved in it. And uh, I think that, you know, a, a strong competitor and someone who's respected ends up winning in Durrell. Um, you have Wes and Casey get thrown in time and time again and come out on top. You have a lot of likable people here, your Melinda's and your Shane's and your Katie's and, and whatnot. And then I think the icing on the cake and the thing that a lot of people think about when they think of this season was, was Diem. And, you know, Diem not only, you know, is introduced to us during this season, but she, because she has such a strong partner in you, goes very far and gets eliminated right before the final. So we get a lot of Diem. I mean, there's an alternate history where she doesn't get you as her partner. Maybe she gets Danny as her partner. Maybe she gets, uh, you know, say you and Danny swap picks and, you know, you don't, you end up taking someone else and she gets Danny and she goes home episode one or two. Does Diem ever become what she became the first ever challenge mania hall of famer, someone who has impacted so many people's lives and told, you know, had this story of her life play out and, and sadly end in before our eyes on TV um, and have all these, you know, great emotional moments and um, you know, everything we saw after the fact, you know, what would that have happened if she didn't go through this entire season with you uh, and, and almost win, and, you know, and would she have been motivated to come back and do the show again? Again, if she didn't have such a good time with you as her partner, if she didn't come so close to winning the money, if she didn't make so many friends along the way, who knows? You know, she, you know, you watch the season. She mentioned so many times that she had to go back and do treatment after this. It's not like she was out of the woods or at least thought she was out of the woods during the filming of this show. She knew she had to go back and do stuff after. Um, so all of that revisionist history aside, you know, you know, you think about that and, and the fact that she got you as her partner. And then just from a viewer's perspective, you guys have chemistry on so many levels. You know, you hear at the reunion that you guys end up just kind of, you know, lasting more as friends. But during the season, you guys are a bit of a showmance and, you know, not like an awkward showmance. You're, you're not getting into fights and it's not getting too weird and showy. You're not out there doing PDAs left and right, but there are a couple dark makeouts sessions that we see there are a couple like you know sexy canoodlings and overall you guys are very you know you're very cute i will say that throughout this entire season it's hard to watch it and not become enamored with your guys's chemistry and both of you as individuals and as a unit so let's spend some time talking about dm as a person and and you guys as a, as a thing here because you certainly were a thing here yeah, well, I I think that we were kind of forced to uh, to uh, work together, you know. So um, we became very close uh, while we tried to help each other out um, and giving 
each other advice to get stronger to make you know once we found out that the final uh had a lot of running to do um we would go out as much as we can and and, and run these hills uh in australia I, I still every time the the song comes on um i still i still it still reminds me of uh of us putting rocks stones in our backpacks walking out to the to the hills um just below our house and kind of going for it you know are you ready are you ready you stretched out yeah okay um you know i'll meet you at the top because i'd always i'd always beat her up there um and I remember like the, the, uh, the cement was so hard on our knees that instead of running down the hill, um, we would walk or we would jog, jog backwards. Um, and we were doing a lot of running because we were trying to win this thing at the end. Um, so, you know, we were simultaneously, you know, pushing each other, working on that teamwork, that chemistry was just kind of like, I think just a natural, I think just a natural attraction, you know, um, to where, you know, she would look me in the eyes and she would trust me and I would, you know, uh, you know, the hope and the trust, you know, coming from her, like the hope, you know, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the no fear, um, we're going to take this down. We're going to do it together with, with whatever we have, whatever tools we have, we're going to get this done. I mean, we were running with, with stones in our backpacks. Um, and, uh, and we can help to get closer and appreciate what kind of a beautiful human being this person was. Um, she was, you know, like she's, she's very pretty, obviously. And, um, you know, once you, once you combine her, her personality, which we all fell in love with, um, it, it, it was, uh, it was, I couldn't believe that that this was happening to me, you know, I couldn't believe that this was the situation that, you know, God had, had put me in, you know, is that like, you know, I, I didn't know what this meant. I didn't know, you know, you only think the worst when you think of cancer. Um, and, and you don't know the facts, right? So I just remember like, being so scared once we became closer and a little bit more intimate you know after a couple drinks i became more open to with my emotions as far as like really asking her these difficult questions you know uh you know the words that the the worst possible words you can come up with that's what i wanted to ask her as far as where what this cancer means but i couldn't do it you know, there were times where, um, you know, and this wasn't aired, you know, because I think that it was such a bad, um, look on my end is like, we would drink and I would fucking break down. Like I would break down and cry, like cry, like don't know what the fuck is going on because like I, I wanted to win so bad for her that we weren't winning, right? And I wanted it so bad to, for her. Not, I didn't give a shit about me. Like I just wanted her to go home with some kind of money so she can take care of her. I didn't know what her debt was, what her bills were. I didn't ask her shit like that, you know? Um, I just wanted to help her as much as I could. You know, um, and yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I can keep going. You're asking no, me. No. You're asking me. Uh, you're asking me to go way back in time. Well, and you I, know, wa- I don't want to rush you through I, this. Where it's coming We're going to spend a little bit of time on this one because I think a lot. I mean, yeah. like you, it, it's so funny because you know we we mentioned you're her. going back to the beginning, dude. You're going back to the beginning, you know, and I'm it's gonna, like I'm going to play this clip. I'm just quick. reading it as it comes to my mind. Yeah, let me just play this clip real quick. This is, I mean, you guys have this great, and I suggest everybody. I played it in my story. Some of you guys caught this. Some of you guys didn't. Uh, recently, as I was watching these episodes, I would put clips of my story just kind of turn on my phone and record them on my uh into my story um but there's a scene where she reveals to us as an audience but directly to you about how, how she has ovarian cancer um you guys go on this nice little walk and, and she tells you about it um and it's this crazy you know just really endearing moment between the two of you where you sort of learn this about her and then you see how you react to it and how you kind of internalize it and and it kind of ups the ante for you and lets you know that hey you're not just playing for yourself and to win money for yourself, but for this great person that you've really, you know, become uh, taken a liking to very, very quickly, and now, now it just takes on a whole other new meaning and, and level of importance. So I'm just gonna play this little quick clip here. You know what I feel like if I let this girl down? I'm gonna give this girl everything I got. 110 percent, blood, sweat, tears. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her everything. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not Okay, so honestly. We're, we're far removed from this. There's been many seasons that you played after this. You know, you've done hours and hours of podcasting. I'm sure you have said and done dozens and dozens of things that people are annoyed by or think are stupid or whatever. Maybe you took Johnny out of, fresh, of uh, Dirty 30 and they're pissed about that. Maybe you've gone on a couple tangents people didn't like on the podcast. Maybe they didn't like that you stabbed Theo in the back so he showed up wearing a neck brace to the reunion. It is impossible possible to watch that that uh, sequence with you guys and to be honest with you for me it's almost impossible to watch this whole season and how you treat her and you guys together and not fall in love with with you as a partner for her specifically in that role on this show so um, to Mm -hmm. everyone who listens to our podcast because of you and the many fans that you have I have to imagine as much as watching you get drunk and punch trees on road rules and all this stuff and I'm sure you were great on your first couple seasons I have to imagine that this is where you earned a lot of fans and probably a lot of stands and probably a lot of uh um, very dedicated uh, people um, on your side because you come off looking not to sound like your agent, Booby. I watched Fresh Meat. You look great, Booby. Oh my God! But you do, and I know you didn't mean to do this. This is just naturally <laughs> you in this scenario. But you come out of this looking yeah. like a million bucks, and it just, it just, just. Not like you'd want to or care. It's clear that you only care about one thing, which is being the best partner possible for somebody who needs it. And that is what reads as 100% authentic through the screen. So kudos to you for that. Um, what was it like watching this back, watching that scene back, the two of you? Um, you know, there's that kissing scene, uh, that, that's a little, it's a little cringeworthy for me. Um, but you know she comes around and and i think at the same time like i I think she protected me too and she's protected me over the years and you know oftentimes i even think you know when when we talk about her i think about her she kind of pops in our head or it's her you know birthday or you know the you know the day she passed like you know i just kind of you know have that moment where you know I, I think I feel her presence, you know, I think she's still, she's still, you know, up there and, and, and around, you know, um, uh, but going back and, and just kind of, 
you know, uh, you know, re-listening to some of these clips, I, I just think that, you know, I think you're right. I think I just, I didn't even know how much money or what the money, like it wasn't, it was like getting there and giving something to her that where she can go on and like, you know, use that to help her in whatever fight she has. You know what I mean? Like that, it did, none of it, nothing else mattered. No fucking thing else mattered, bro. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, you know, she, her, her mom, I believe her, you know, she, she told me her mom was from Australia and I, I think she had passed, um, early on in her, in her life. And I think, I just thought it was just such a, you know, just ironic that, you know, we were there and there was ties to her being Australian. Um, and, uh, and then that she had, you know, told me that and we were going to have to take, you know, carry this weight together, um, up and down mountains every day, um, to eventually win this thing. And, and that was the mentality and we were going to do it together and that never stopped, you know, um, you know, every, all the time, man, all the time, even afterwards when we talked on the phone or went to lunch or, or went to some, you know, you know, flashy party in, in, in Hollywood, you know, because of her, uh, it was almost, it was always like we were on a team. We were on this like adventure together, you know, um, whether it was a friendship or whether it was, it was, uh, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, lovey kissy, whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it was always like, you know, two people who were close going on an adventure to conquer whatever day, whatever, whatever the moment was going to bring us, you know, we were going to enjoy it. We were probably going to hold hands while we did it. And, uh, and we we're going to walk out of there together like fucking champions, you know, and that's how every conversation, every time we had like, you know, pregame challenge talk before we were going to go on the next season together you know who was going on it um you know when we were putting our alliances together writing down writing down the names of who we think are going who's going to team up you know like we had all this shit mapped out you know we, and, and and it was always always um from that moment you know we we were a team and uh well, let me ask you. So I've said this before. Am I assuming too much? But let me ask you based on conversations you guys had at the time. So she goes on after fresh meat, and this is incredible because people say, you know, and this is why when, when people were like, oh, she's not a Hall of Famer or blah, 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 or, you know, it's like, okay. She went on to after fresh meat compete on the duel. The By gauntlet. the way, we, we got screwed. I'm sorry. We got screwed on this fresh meat season. And I've talked about it before, but they changed the rules on us with the weight. Um, with, uh, on this what a crock challenge where we're spinning in the circle that that game oh. was in the back you that mentioned game was this in the back. this comes up that every game. time you talk about when we talk about where things ever changed right yeah that dude this game was in the bag dude um and, and the game was changed because they were saying that like her hair kept on coming out and it could get stuck in the in the wheel or whatever um and then i, I watched it back while we were rewatching this. it's like couldn't we just put her hair inside the fucking helmet like what like what, I, I just I, I feel so stupid that like I didn't fight for it more. You know what I mean? Like I, I just it was just like oh rule change because her hair is getting in the way. What? 
What, I was like, imagine what? if you guys did this in the Reddit uh, crazy conspiracy theory age of today, the internet would just like anytime anyone mentioned Darrell having won a title, just someone would chime in and be like, yeah, if they didn't change it because of Deem's hair, blah, 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 conspiracy, well, uh, Derek should have won. While, De- while Darrell still would have, uh, they would have still went in there, uh, Aviv would have still probably got the puzzle. And we would have probably finished second. So, it, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, unless Diem was able to figure out the puzzle faster than Naviv, but you're talking about she had got, gotten done with the pre-show puzzle, um, you know, in, in three seconds. So it's like, and when I, when I look back and watch the, um, you know, watch the clip of, of, of Aviv either winning the championship or, or whether it was Aviv, you know, uh, Darrell and Aviv going against us in that final elimination, like she was fast. She was fast, so it was like, you know, and I think Darrell to this day says <laughs> she, she got, got done with the fucking puzzles real quick. So, you know, game changer. Um, so she goes, she does fresh meat. DM then plays on the duel, the gauntlet three where she made the final. Duel two, the ruins, battle of the X's where she made the final. Rivals two, and then battle of the X's two. Eight seasons she played on, all while going through in and out of uh, different yeah. cancer treatments. Unreal. And, um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, guys, she made two finals. She got finals. life-flighted. She, made she got life-flighted out of a fucking challenge. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, and, and it's like, so, but regardless, so here's my question for you. So she goes on to play on eight seasons. I'm, I think, and you can tell me if it's unfair or not, crediting your guys' success on this show the length at which she was able to play the game, how short she came up as far as you guys almost made it. She proved to herself, hey, I can compete. I can win dailies. I can almost win the show. She made so many friends along the way, yourself included. She had such a good time. She became someone who was near and dear to our hearts. Obviously, the producers saw what she had. She was such a great story. They want her back as much as she wants to come back. Question, do you think there's an alternate universe where if that didn't happen, say she lost early, would she have been discouraged and maybe moved on with her life uh, in other ways? Like, did you talk to her at all about whether this was something she was looking to make the next five years of her life or whether she actually, you know, was kind of up in the air and the success that you guys had played a part in her having an eight season challenge career? Uh, you know, I I don't think any of us go, oh, I want to do this for the next five years of my life. Oh, I want to do this for the next ten years of my life. It, it it doesn't work. I don't I don't think anyone you know does that until like maybe like the newer guys are like, oh, you know what? Like this is a cool sport. Like yeah, they've been doing this for thirty four seasons. People have done this for ten, fifteen years. Oh fuck yeah, I'll do this for ten years. What do I got to do? Okay, are these these are the credentials? All right, you got to drink, be halfway decent at competitor, and hook up with uh, one or two, three chicks if you can. You hook up with three chicks, you're probably probably in good shape. Maybe fight with a guy or two. Uh, I could do that. I think I could do that. I mean, I could do that for the next five, six, seven, eight years. That'll work. Um, I I don't think you could like map it out like that. Uh, you know, maybe now you can, but back then it was like, you know, whether it's me or DM, it's like. Yeah, do you want to come back and do the next season? It's do you want to do the next one? Do you want to do the next one? Do you want to do the next one? And then eventually you're like, 
you're just doing that. Like this. Okay, it's let just, me let me phrase the question differently. Is there? Do you think that DM w- would have had at least success on a social level, regardless of who her partner was, and she would have been in this thing for the long haul, regardless? Or do you think there's an alternate universe where she has a shitty partner, she had has a shitty time, she has a shitty record, whatever it is, and she doesn't? Uh, I'm I'm trying to credit you here with some of this. Yeah. Will you accept any of that? No. <laughs> you won't. You refuse. You're like, no matter what, DM was going to be DM. Great. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's very humble of you. But I do think that her having someone like you who she jived with on so many levels and was the perfect support system for her, I think. And look, I, I don't think I'm just, you know, I'm not just trying to, you know, pat you on the back, Barry Harwood style. I do think people who have watched this recently or just remember it well from the time it aired will agree with me. Um, all right, let's talk about a little bit. Uh, look, this is the Patreon podcast. Who knows if this ever gets repurposed for uh, iTunes airwaves. So watch what you say here, D, if you care. But mm-hmm. I, I want to ask about you guys on a romantic level because so we see a little bit of that play out it looks like it, it you know might have been at least some of what we saw seemed a little bit lubricated in the sense that uh you seem a little bit toasty in some of those scenes uh <laughs> slurring your words a little bit they looked a lot of them are like outside late at night in the parking lot but you know you do see some of the shit they should have shown during the reunion where it looks like you guys cuddled in bed a little bit and whatnot um we hear at the reunion that you guys are sort of friends after the fact and not necessarily a, a relationship or whatever but during the show you know we see little bits and pieces of it uh you know you can i think you were far removed enough where you can spill the beans a little bit and let us know uh how serious were you guys romantically during the filming of of fresh meat was it just Uh, a cute little hookup here or there or were you guys were you a showmance no i mean i i think uh the answer is just we got close and uh we um I'm not letting you dodge this, so just don't even waste your time with a bullshit answer. Just give me the real one. Well, I I just I, I wanna be respectful towards her. Sure, sure. Her well I'm not sure. I'm obviously. not dude, I'm not trust me, I'm not asking you to go like Paulie and Cara and point on every room. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying my point is this. I think there's a distinction between you guys, you know, when you guys went out and got drunk, you would kiss a little bit and you guys were good friends. And there's the, oh, no, if one day she woke up and saw you kissing Casey, she would cry for three days. That's what I want to know. Were you guys exclusive for the for this show? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think so. And it was it was like a. You know, it was a a slow trajectory. It was like one of those situations where two people actually take the time to get to know each other before they're sure that they're going to, you know, do the kiss on TV. You know what I mean? You know, uh, hold hands in public while your other castmates, you know, watch you, you know, and, uh, you know, so I think it was just a slow progression to get to, you know, and then we weren't like doing anything that, you know, would, that would, uh, you know, throw off her, her family or dad, you know, in on TV as what you would see now on TV. Like, you know, this, this was, I think, you know, an innocent, you know, just to, you know, we, I, I, it's hard for me to, 
be as respectful as possible here, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to hit a wall here with this answer and then I'm not going to go any further. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, not I'm not trying to pry. Look, you know. I'm not trying to get dirty down and greasy here. Yeah. I'm I just mean, talking about like, I think, I think it's uh, like, you can just talk about it more on an emotional you, level and whatnot yeah. and, and on a relationship level. I think, you know, like I, I try to put it in terms, I'm not asking, you know, I'm not asking you to, to, to name a base. What I'm saying is that, you know, do, like, because the terms is put in on the show, you know, and and obviously a lot of it's cut for time, you know. And you you keep mentioning the holding hands and the this and that, um, you know. I think it's one of those things where you know, do, how long did it did it go on then after the show? I think that's something to ask. Was it something? Because um, by reunion time, it seems I like think- DM at least is saying you guys are just friends at I, that point. I think I think after the show, it was it was still hard for us to sort of like maintain uh you know this you know move past like a friendship you know um so you know where there was Derek and DM you know and uh you know after the show I just think it was hard to to maintain some sort of uh you know relationship beyond uh very close friendship you know what I mean does that make sense yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those things where, so, correct me if I'm wrong, or if this had something to do with it, um, did both of you or one of you just, like, not want to screw it up by having it be, like, sort of a relationship that quickly got to its breaking point as a relationship, or one of you guys screwed up, or something like that, and then that was the end-all, be-all of it? You'd I, rather exist I, as friends for longer? I, I, I think that I was scared to continue uh, in... in and, and pursue something more than a friendship. I think it was, it was me that was like, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, for me, for me, for, I think for me, it was, uh, it was hard to, to continue. Um, did she want to, did like, I, you know, I, I think I was in like a, a tough place to, you know, have like a, a girlfriend at the time. I think I wasn't, you know, um, I wasn't as put together as she was, you know? Uh, no, I don't think anybody thinks that you were yeah. ever as put together. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's that many people that are or were as put together as, as she is or was. And I also don't think there's many people that you're as put together as. So it's a, it's an easy equation to. But look, D, I will say, uh, you cleared the way for one of the best and greatest and most adorable challenge romances we've ever seen. So, you know, I think it's cool that she had this early on thing, whatever we're going to call it with you, you know, and then also her and CT later on. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, Look, I, stop me if any of this is awkward for you to talk about. I just think no, that... No, it's, it's you know, just, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm not one of, you know... Uh, you went through this, so you know, so you went through this, so you are aware of how close you guys were and how much of a thing you were. I had kind of forgotten, because I think, and tell me if you agree with this, 
DM and CT ends up superseding you and DM and sure. rightfully so. And, you know, him sitting next to her on the hospital bed and, and, and just them and, and, and the journey that he goes on simultaneously just as a person and how she sort of tames the beast. And, um, so that for so many reasons, I think is what, when you think of DM, it's DM and CT. When you think of CT, it's CT and DM. And, and, and you do remember that, that DM played with you, but upon rewatching this, I had forgotten the DM and Derek romance or showmance or fling or whatever you want to call it. You know, I had forgotten how, how prevalent and prominent it was, not just during the show, but it's brought up again at the reunion. Of course, uh, DM kind of, you know, puts the kibosh on it and says, Hey, we're just friends. But that being said, the fact that it was mentioned at the reunion, um, and that it was, you know, featured on the show a couple times. And you mentioned you guys were, you know, often holding hands in front of the customers. So, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but if you guys are listening to this and you can tell me I'm an idiot, whatever, but, but I had kind of forgotten how prevalent it was. So that's why I just want to bring it up. I don't know if anyone listening to this has rewatched it or just in general had more of a grasp on that. But so that's why that's something I, I, I want to ask you about it. Cause I literally, it's something I hadn't thought about in, in yeah. 10 years, 13 years or whatever it's been. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I need to boast about you know things that I've done with uh, you know I it, like especially when it's such a sweet human being where you don't want to you know you don't want to you know bother the beauty of what DM was with my uh, you know with with my uh, you know debauchery at times so you know I just I just think that sometimes some things are just meant to be private you know and. Uh, you know, I've always, I've never really been a guy that, you know, does the kissing and telling, although many times you kind of suck it out of me. And, uh, uh, um, what about earlier in this podcast where I, yeah, I bring yeah, up yeah, Casey yeah. and completely uh, unrelated and you're like, yeah, last time I saw her, I made out with her and then she got a DUI. Um, I will uh, say this. I'm just going to play this I just want to, I just want to find out what the hell happened that night. Like, let me, with, uh, let me play her. a clip I, for you. Can I play a clip for you? Yeah. See, right now on MTV Overdrive, and now there's another girl in the picture. So tell me a little bit about that. Derek likes girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> Derek likes girls, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I sent you that the other day, and I'm like, can I post this? Because this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, but I will say, to your defense... During the after show, um, the lovely uh, after show host who I'm watching this, I'm like, where do I know this? She's so familiar to me. I couldn't remember her name. Susie Castillo is her name. She hosted the after show. She tries to actually um, she's like, Derek, you've hooked up with girls before. And you're like, actually, no. This is like my first one. I don't know if you were lying or not, but you kind of you you de- you wouldn't let her even kind of like talk up your conquests and stuff. So I I, I give you the credit. You definitely um, at least back then, and and uh, unless someone just like mentions Casey and you gotta let everyone know you made out with her, um, you you, uh, you did play it close to the vest. So I'll give you that. Um, okay. Um, so another thing I want to ask you about DM. So we talk about, you know, uh, you saying at the beginning of the season that you're now you're playing for her. Um, and then, you know, towards the end of the season, obviously feeling like you, you let her down and whatnot. And, um, 
but uh, you guys come up just short. You did mention the eliminations. I mean, the the, the daily challenges there. I'm just gonna really quick. I'm gonna run through all of them. Elena, who one of them? So uh, who won them? So stuck on me. The front, and this is in order. Stuck on me was won by Coral and Evan. Bushwhacked was won by Coral and Evan. Hang on was won by Coral and Evan. Uh, then I believe this is where they. Oh no, it's not. Uh, then the next one, Jailbreak, is won by Theo and Shonda. Then the next one, Climbers Paradise, won by Coral and Evan. Then the next one, Rolling and Oats, won by Coral and Evan. Uh, then here, I believe is when they end up having to have the medical evac. They go home. Cross paths, one by Theo and Shonda. Incredible deflating kayak, one by Shane and Lynette. Um, Swimming with sharks, of course. Who's going to win that? Shane and Lynette. Shane, a great swimmer. Human Oxpole, Darrell and Aviv win that one. And then here we go. Batten down the hatches, the first one here down the stretch, won by you two. You guys are so adorable when you finally win this challenge. Yeah. Um, so we end up winning like three in a row after. You after want to tear. That. You win jumping down under and yeah. deep blue as well. Yeah, I. You know, every time I every time I'm in a challenge, I'm like, and I'm losing, and I'm losing, and I'm losing. I'm like, dude, I'm like, listen. Even even in in like sports, it's like my entire life, I'm like, listen, just it. You're you're it's a do. You're due. It's gonna happen. Don't worry. You're you're due. It's gonna happen, and then eventually, bam! Just like that, one, two, three, and then we've got the we've got the power in our hands, you know, and we're just like running the game. So, uh, um, so that was a that was big for for me and Diem, and uh, I think I, you know, obviously, you see the look on her face, and she's just like ecstatic, you know. Um, but for me, I'm like, yeah, you know, like back then you're you're taught to like act like you've done it before you know what i mean um no offense to you know dm's excitement but you know five seconds later you know we've got to vote someone that we've been hanging out with for the past you know four weeks and have to throw them in you know so uh you know nowadays if you don't have a touchdown dance you're not good tv you know um back then i was taught all right you know act like you've done it before cool we got the win now we've got to put in somebody so uh it was awesome dude it was awesome you know winning three in a row and then having the game by the balls you know and we did that we were in control as you saw you know i kind of let her take the bull by the horns and uh make that final decision with theo um you know, when it comes down to it, it was, uh, you know, one of my biggest regrets, obviously. Uh, but it happened. And, yeah, let's uh, talk about again, that. And again, you know, the, the game was for her. The game was for her. If, if, if anyone was gonna, um, you know, have a, have a, have a choice in this or have a big game move, I, I was gonna let it, you know, let it be her, you know, so. Um, let's talk about those moves. So if you had to summarize, so I'm watching this and, how many teams are left when you get down the stretch here? I mean, it's literally just you guys, Wes and Casey, Tina and Kenny, Theo and Shonda. Five. And Darrell and Aviv, right? That's Five, it. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so why do you, uh, here's my point. Like, I, okay, so Wes and Casey, I think a lot of people at this point, I don't know if you guys had had internal discussions. You probably think Casey, if not, you know, Wes is good, but Casey in a, in a final situation might be an albatross to the point where they're a team you want to bring, you know, they're 100%. A team, right. So you got that. Ten, Kenny and Tina are no slouches either. 
you got uh they're just starting to kind of like make a name for themselves you know like ah they're getting close oh, my point is i don't like why why is this why is this such a big deal what explain in layman's terms not just to our listeners but to me what you did to theo and shonda so what was supposed to oh. be was it supposed to be you guys theo and shonda and Darrell yeah. and aviv in the final three year yep yep so they get a deal you all win money yep Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I made a deal with uh, Theo and, and, and Darrell, and I uh, went back on it by not, you know, finalizing the deal. Um, you know, but uh, so who you know, votes so- it? So you guys vote in Theo and Shonda when you could have voted in someone else. Yeah, yeah. Who could you have voted in? It didn't matter, Kenny or Wes. Got easy. It. And then, then, then the other guys other, go but boom, then, gone. But, but then who gets voted in in the other spot? Kenny and Wes, man. That's it. Easy. Simple. So you're saying the, that you the, guys have the numbers to where you can pick. Yeah. You can and then the three best teams race it at the end. Then the, then the three best teams race it at the end. And instead of me, you know, sticking to my guns and doing what I was supposed to do, um, I let I let DM make the call and uh, in turn uh, made me, uh, you know, made me, uh, you know, do something that I wasn't happy with okay which is just so then final. theo yeah. and shonda lose to to who uh they lose to i think uh oh kenny and kenny and tina okay so they lose to kenny and tina um and then the final four teams are you guys kenny and tina uh Darrell and aviv and wes and casey um you guys then end up having to go into exile against Darrell and Aviv. So, yeah. so based it gets on some the bullshit point. there at the end. Yeah. Right. Well, based on who ends up winning these things down the stretch. Right. So, well, it's just saying, you know, that whole production or that whole, uh, you know, change the game at the last second, you know, was, uh, Oh, by the way, Theo and Shonda went against Darrell and Aviv, by the way. No, they didn't. They That's didn't. wrong. We just, we just watched it. It says voted anyway. in. It says voted in. No, Vo- voted in, not lost to. Voted in by the voted in by Darrell. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Not not lost to Darrell um, in the exile. But got it, got it, uh, and it. another thing you got to keep in mind with these exiles is they they were weighing the bags. They were weighing the bags beforehand, um, which uh, you know clearly came into play as a. Uh, yeah, we have the bag weights here. So, um, I got stats on stats on stats. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, so when it comes to the bag weights, the, you guys had some of the most, exp- uh, most, uh, blah, 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 heaviest bags on the roster. So Tanya and Johnny had 253 pounds of bags. Holy shit. Yeah. What is she packing? Um, Packing heat. A couple of jokes in there that 10 years ago I would have told that today I won't. Um, 216 pounds, Katie Doyle and Eric Banks. Um, not, I mean, I don't mean this as, I'm not trying to make a joke, but you can say like maybe like, cause Eric's a bigger guy. He's got bigger clothes. They weigh more. Maybe that's it. But then you guys, third most clothes here, 215 pounds. Is this just DM needs a lot of outfits? Like what? I mean, I don't, I, I packed heavy too. You packed heavy too because you have no idea. You, you have, have no, no clue. Yeah, no. Who thinks but, but, you that know, your luggage is going to do anything other than annoy the airline? It's just it's it's another one of those things where it's like you know the luck of the draw type of shit too. You know, it's like you know a lot of times you know this this is mentioned too, maybe not often enough is like the luck of the draw. You know what you know what 
elements that you have no control over are you going to be presented like i don't care how many puzzles you fucking do there may be that one puzzle you've never done (laughs) you know what i mean um you know, there may be that that athletic game, that sports game that I've that that I've never played in my life that I'm gonna suck at, like soccer for the guys, fucking Nelson and Corey. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna get soccer, and it's gonna be this bad. Um, so who do you think had so by far the least amount of luggage? 113 pounds. That is literally more than 100 pounds less than you had. D. Um, who do you think had 113 pounds of luggage? Um, probably Wes and Casey. Yes, Wes and Casey. How'd you guess? Because they were winning all the competitions. <laughs> Interesting. So they just like randomly had literally a hundred. I mean, I, I think Casey was pounds. just bathing suits. I think Casey just packed bathing suits. Dude, they had a hundred and fifty pounds less than Tanya and Johnny. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. Doesn't matter how big and strong you are like even if johnny's like was he packing phone books i'm gonna i'm gonna carry 200 pounds so for example when i went to pick up my weight and dm's weight like if i pick up three bags so let's split 215 pounds and i carry two-thirds of it which is only the proper right what does that come out to be um you know one a hundred and a hundred and fifty sixty pounds, one hundred sixty pounds, one hundred seventy pounds, and I'm gonna make her carry like fifty. You know, um, sixty maybe. That's a lot, dude. You know th- those stones that we were running up and down those hills with that I mentioned earlier. Like that was maybe you know fifty sixty pounds. Maybe maybe I don't even think that much. Maybe like you know two big ass stones that fit in your backpack. You know, two or three is going to turn out to be 15, 30, you know, maybe 40 pounds, 45 pounds. Dude, that shit was going to weigh her down. And then, you know, the, the, the move we picked and pulled was like, forget it, drop them and hope for the best. I, I think Darrell and Aviv had a, some lightweight too, didn't they? They were kind of second or third up there. Darrell and the Aviv, uh, Darrell and Aviv had, let me look it up right here, 140 pounds. So, yeah, towards the, uh, I'd say, about bottom third as far as the so weight goes. So, a guy like Darrell who's really good at running, really, you know, pretty strong, um, you know. Cena and Wes, 164, not too much. To be honest with you, there's only three teams that have more than 200 pounds, and that's you and Diem, Katie I and Eric and Tanya and Johnny. So when we went against, you know, Darrell in, in his weight, it was like, oh, nine I do, we, you know, 50 pounds. Bro, we picked these, bro, we picked, I picked these bags up and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, actually, just put uh, down. Six, 65 pounds less than you, Darrell's. And, and it was a circus in there. It was a circus. We didn't even take our, we just went to the puzzle. And then we all forgot our flag. See, that's a dumb. So, 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 what was it explained to you ever? That, I know it's quirky, but why they chose that? What the the weights? Yeah, I don't think I've ever dug in. But, but it's I, like, there's I mean, money on the line, and you're just arbitrarily just like, well, that'll show them to pack a lot of shit. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, because. Then it makes for good TV, right? Now you got the weakest person in challenge history winning challenges. 
what yeah, are but the you had no chances? way of knowing how no. much shit they were going to bring. No, but that's 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 what I stress. You know, that's 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 some of the things that I stress on the show all the time. Is like these people are picked because you never know what the fuck is going to happen to them because things like this happen to them. Um, okay, let's get to some of these questions. So here's what I'm going to say. So we got a lot of questions. If hearing this podcast, we're already at around two hours. Um, if hearing this podcast has made you think of any other questions, feel free during the next war room, uh, questions thread. If you guys come up with a follow up that is worthy of readdressing. So something we blatantly missed, forgot to touch on a major mention or moment here. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll go on some tangents here too and try to really fill this thing out. But, um, you know, then you can comment in that and we'll, we'll get it on the next one. Um, if it's worthy, I don't need to like, you don't need to like throw in the, some, some random thing, but if something was glaringly omitted here, feel free on the next war room Q and a to ask. Otherwise we're going to go through and bang through the questions these guys provided. What's up? Let me give you a finale to the finale. Um, I believe that after, uh, the, the three teams were done with the final. I'm pretty sure that Wes and Casey went on, Casey's mom's like radio show and like announced the winners on the radio like live and uh obviously the challenge got found out and I think they got fined I think they got fined like that's some piping hot tea if you yeah it it, see you know I, I might need to get fact checked on it um but I'm pretty sure I think this is a little bit before like the social major social media days. Well, just the fact that you said radio show makes me know this was 50 years ago. So, yeah. so, uh, but this is also, I mean, like sport, did the word spoiler exist in 2006? I don't know. I just, I think that, you know, people had known about the challenge and the show just got done filming, you know, let alone like, let me call my mom and mom, I won the challenge or mom i finished third place in the challenge yes and it's just like recording live because i mean come on maybe like a, a radio head would be into that right let's let's rec- let's let everyone know we just got done i mean that happens right uh shit i think we even saw something like that play out in uh when CT won his his season on invasion is that he was like on the phone was like mom i won or something like that, or Ashley called her mom or something like that, said, hey, I won. Um, obviously, we don't find out until months later after it's cut and edited. So she um, just basically did what a lot of people do, just so happened her mom was on radio when she called her. But I think it was Wes that actually was like the the speaker, you know? Uh, got it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, no speaking- pun intended. No pun intended. Where's the pun there? It's like speaker, like like radio speaker? War of the world speaker. Come oh, God. Okay, bring it full circle. Mike says, we all know the key to Wes and Casey winning those exiles was just skipping the puzzles and going straight for the finish line. Also, I think it had something to do with that uh, weight. But uh, Derek, did anyone in the house know this was what they were doing? And when people finally found out, even after the season was over, what was your and other people's reactions to this strategy? Did you did you then realize Wes's uh, strategic IQ and that you guys might have been able to get him out way earlier? So you get what he's saying there? Well, yeah, well, it didn't matter. I mean, as as these guys kept coming back, they started telling people. 
you know, they started letting little birds out. You know what I mean? Eh, I'll tell you because, you know, I want to trust you. And so I'm going to give you this piece of information that I'm not telling anybody. But slowly the word started getting out that, you know, wow, Derek's bag, Derek DM's, DM's bags are fucking heavy. Um, Darrell's bags are light. Um, this person's bags are, Tanya's bags are super heavy. They're never going to make it through. Um, but the advantage that Wes and Casey had was they know the course and they may have been the same course the first two times. So eventually the third time, they're like, fuck, this is the same course. We don't have, we have this down. If you go against us, you're probably going to lose. Ha <laughs> ha And he was like, the only people I probably don't want to go against is like Darrell and you know, maybe Kenny. I think that theirs was pretty light too. Um, and I know you just told me the answers, but I think he, I, I'm getting this information straight from when I was there. You, you know what I mean? I'm still thinking like I was there and this is the information that I was getting, um, at the times. Uh, so, uh, I think that, you know, the, the, the dark side of it all is they're getting put in every time. The beauty of it is they know the course, they know everybody's bags. They know what, who's their, who their competition is. They know who their competition is not. They know their strategy because the course is the same every time. So it was like, you know, they were all the only ones that knew the game and they were sending everyone home so they couldn't come back and give them information. Yeah. I forget. So, so, you know, pardon my lack of uh, memory and clarity here. I know that to this day, nowadays, it's more fun for TV purposes as well. But nowadays, and it, honestly, I can't remember the last time where there was a uniform elimination where it didn't switch up. Like the last few seasons at least, and I can't, like I said, I think it goes back pretty far. There's a different elimination every time. Um, how common was it back then for it to be the same thing every time like it was this season? Um, so first of all, I don't think we'd had ever seen, I had ever seen an elimination where you don't get to watch. So that was kind of new at the time. Um, I don't know if they did the same thing for fresh meat too, but I believe that they did. It was kind of the same exile. They went for the run through, through the, you know, uh, the hike and stuff like that with bags. Um, I, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, they started, they started to, uh, it was always different. And then once we got the cutthroat, uh, they had re, once they hit like five eliminations, they started reusing the, they went back and did elimination one, then elimination two, then elimination three. And then kind of me and Johnny were like, all right, well, you take this one. I'll take this one. I'd rather do this one. We were practicing it in the backyard, you know? So, um, does that answer the question? Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I, I think my, my main thing was just that, you know, was, so, so you're saying that, I'm just trying to remember, like, before this, was it, like, I know you might have gotten to watch, but was it, they oh, the switched duel? up? Yeah. The duel, there was four cards and, uh, or four eliminations and they were all face down. And then the person that was going in got to, got to pick one of the cards. So there was only four eliminations and they were reused. So, you know, it could have been the back-to-back, the same elimination How every common time. was it, though, that it was something where – so, for instance, like you mentioned, like Wes and Casey, although they kept going in and, like, it sucks to, like, be on the chopping block every time, they had the ultimate advantage having done it over and over again over the other teams. We don't really see that too often anymore where one of the teams has such an advantage when it comes to experience performing in the elimination over the other one. Yeah, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I can't I can't think of it, but it was uh, it was it's just ironic that it kind of happened to them, you know, whereas they were in the worst possible situation ever because I'm telling you Casey is probably the worst um player to ever play the game, <laughs> you know? So it couldn't have like worked out more perfect for a team or for a guy who the entire house was against um you know with the worst partner um to go and come with the lightest amount of luggage win one and then win two and then be like gifted the strategy on top of having the lightest amount of weight you know, so, and they're like, and they're like practicing, right? Like they're building an endurance to it, you, you know, like in the end, Casey's not like in, you know, in shit shape, you know what I mean? She's just like been running every week, you know what I mean? With bags. Alyssa says, Evan had an injury, but he kept doing challenges until it got way out of hand. How was he able to still continue even even after he was told by the medic in the beginning that he shouldn't participate. So talk about the, like the standard for allowing people to participate with injuries. In his case, it's a hernia here. Um, talk about that, how that's evolved over the years. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it by saying if Evan has the very same injury in 2019 on the challenge, do they even let him go out there once? I, I don't think so. And you know, the other side is like, you never knew if Evan was like telling you, you know, the, the, the full truth. You know, I, I think that at some point it came out that like, you know, his age was different and he was telling people he was a different age. Um, not, not like by a lot, but it was like, wait, he's 24. No, he's actually 23 and his name is Mark, you know? Um, so it was always like, what? Like, it, it was hard. Like, I liked Evan. I got along with Evan. I think he's still one of the, you know, more classic characters of all time. Probably should have been, like, the best of all time. Um, but, uh, you know, he could have been up there with, like, you know, your CTs and Johnnies and quite possibly surpassed Johnny as, like, this character, you know? Um, I always thought he was on track to do that. You know, I thought he had, he had like a show in Canada, like a talk show and stuff like that. But I think he came from this like big, had this like big brother mentality coming in. And, uh, and I don't think he was telling like full truths all the time. And then his teacher was Coral, you know, and later on after having conversations with him, he was like, well, I learned from Coral to not tell, you know, to, to play a game a certain way. And I was like, Man, bro, I'm like, bro, you don't got to do that with me, man. Like, we can just just talk eye to eye and like figure this out. Like, you don't have to. And in the end, like, I I think I won him over because in the end and on the ruins, you know, sorry to jump, but I don't know if you guys remember this, but I didn't get put in that final elimination with the the three headed monster of Johnny, Kenny, and Evan. J E K came to my defense as we told Johnny he needs to go and get his stripes. He needs to go and get his big boy stripes. Um, so uh, I don't know. Maybe that's another day when we uh, talk about the ruins. Okay. Go, sorry. Uh, Adam wants to know who of the fresh meat cast aside from Diem did you get along with the best in the house? Oh, not sorry. Who from the fresh meat aside from Diem did you get along with? And and take Kenny and Evan out of it too. All right. So. Sounds good. So I think Eric. I think I became pretty close with Eric. Um, I think he was a buddy of mine for the like a long time man he said once he got off that show he was 
visiting us at like, you know, certain events that we had. We were doing like the bar tours and stuff. Um, he would just come out, man. He would just kind of make the trip, you know, and just like show up and just kind of like party with us. Um, he was, he, he was a blast, man. He, uh, man, we should get him out sometime, huh, Scott? Uh, yeah, um, no, I, I think that's he'd be a, a fun great. Guy. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. So what much show. fun. Mm-hmm. Ryan was cool. I got along with mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, Evelyn, I got like Evelyn. You know, me and her, I ended up having a good relationship and having two championships together. Uh, you know, come, you know, on the island, I had to end up talking, talking her into uh, giving, giving Johnny a key and uh, ultimately siding with us so we can row, row, row your boat all the way to the end to seventy five thousand dollars each. Um, you know. Uh, you know, obviously Lynette thing was just like she probably hates me for the rest of her life. Um, but I think this that, that that covers all of them. So uh if you had to pick so so Big Easy number me. one, but you end up going to play on a lot of these uh with him. Uh Lynette not so much though. So so who among <laughs> the people who this is sort of like their only performance, did you did any of these people even though they didn't play, did you like maintain a relationship with? <laughs> Uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, just Eric is probably, you know, That's the it. guy that I can call and be like, you know, he's not, he's been on the podcast. You, you, you heard how he was. Yeah, no, no. Um, and we, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. I would love to give get him on a show, uh, when it makes sense. Um, yeah, we could talk about that off air, but yeah, but he'd be yeah. a fun guy to have come hang with us. Um, all right. Uh, next question here. Um, Oh, hold on one second. Um, okay, uh, I'll ask a, a placeholder question while I, I get back to the thread. Somehow I lost it. Um, so the reunion. Now, um, this reunion, I had a great time watching this reunion. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was th- there's a good amount of you there. You know, I didn't feel like anyone was glaringly missing, but it wasn't 50 people. And it didn't feel like, oh my God, how are we going to fit everything in? It was nice and tight. It was fun. It was loose. Um, and I don't know. I just dug the vibe of this reunion way more than I dig the vibe yeah. of the recent reunions. Did you notice that? Yeah. 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 You know, it was the whole dynamic of like, now you have like Theo who was like, uh, you know, a, a, a you know, a working professional comedian at the time, you know, become what he is now. But back then was like, you know, kind of like the beginning or maybe the middle of it. But you accompany that with like the emergence of Kenny and Evan and Coral and the chemistry and then Tina and the chemistry that they had, you know, uh, I just thought that it was just straight comedy. You know what I mean? Like I I clearly don't try to talk because their punchlines were so fucking good that – you know, it was just like a, it was like a, it was a rare chemistry you don't see. And yeah, you're right. It, I think Dirty Thirty was the first time that they had everyone come to a reunion. And even before that, um, even before that, like the the only reason you're at a reunion is if you made it to a final. So obviously, me and DM did not make it to the final, and no one else there that was. There's ten, so ten people. It or yeah, and and, and Coral and Evan. So it was 10 people on that stage, actually, Scott, you know, um, and, but before that, the, 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 like, I don't, I wasn't at the gauntlet two reunion because I didn't make it to the end, <laughs> you know, um, there's too many people at these reunions these days, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, isn't it stupid that Derek's not at the fucking Gauntlet 2 reunion, where it was essentially his fucking show? Sorry, forgive me. Because you went into uh, yeah. So this one it works out because this one it works out because this one it works out because Wes and Casey make the final and they're there. But it would have been weird to have this season without Wes and and Casey with all the exiles that went into. And and the next time we see Scooter, we can ask him about that, Scott, Um, because he was the guy that was making these moves. I just thought it was so much easier. So this host had such an easier gig. I genuinely felt like they, so I know that, look, she's got cards. She's asking questions. Sure. That, that the gods are giving her, I'm sure, but it felt so much less canned than it does today. Like the Miz, like, you know, who is obviously, you know, great challenger, great wrestler, great host, you know, but I just don't buy that. These questions are coming from the mind and heart of the Miz. You know, he's delivering them and he's missing them up. But like, I felt like this, this host was actually bobbing and weaving based on your guys' responses. It felt a lot more organic. And then uh, Coral was just absolutely hysterical in this reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like it when it can turn into a conversation and then gets gets passed around. What's the uh, the bar sitch like at a reunion during this time period? Are you guys uh, drinking before, uh, after, or during? All of it. <laughs> uh-huh. From the moment we walk in, man, it is it is on. Uh yeah, I was a little tipsy on that one. Oh, you were? It was a little cringeworthy for me, like I said. So, you know, I think I got out of it a little bit. I got out of it a little bit, um, but... You try to find a clip from this reunion. Not, 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 not something I want to watch oh, well. over and me, over let again. Let me see if I can find a clip from this reunion. Hold on. I was... You guys were really, really upset when you got sent home, but you guys had serious injuries. Yeah. So, I mean, did you really think you could stay in? And- yes. You did. Yes. Did you see them pulling around with an alligator? I could have done that shit, man. They pressed the button and went down the bottom of the ocean. Oh, it's so hard on the knee. Come on. Give me a break, man. There definitely were some things that would have been hard on us, but, you know, do I want Evan's gut to bust? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I mean, as silly as it is, you know, we're kind of running around in Speedos and oatmeal and stuff, yeah. but it's an intense, it's an intense environment, so it's sort of like once you've sort of shown up and get it, you know, put your Speedo on or whatever, you feel like staying, so it's, in a way, you take it so seriously and just sort of have the rug pulled out from under you, it was a really sad thing, and it's like, yeah. I don't know, you just kind of It would have been every- very difficult for you guys to climb up that ladder, though. Thank you, Derek. Turn around, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let me put an end. That's what I was trying to say. All right, I've heard enough, guys. That you guys are real funny. I get it. You guys are working off each other, but the fact of the matter is, your fucking patella was down by your fucking shin, and you're not going to be able to climb a mat, uh, climb a ladder. I'm over the comedy skit. You guys couldn't do it. That was my point. And yes, uh, Coral told me to shut the fuck up, pretty much. Yeah, and crushed you. Thank you, Derek. Cr- crushed me in three words, but my, um. I think I think my point's valid. <laughs> Shut the fuck um, up. You guys ain't climbing no ropes with all your injuries. Um, as we approach two and a half hours here, Ellie says, which of the fresh meat casts do you think should have competed again on another show that didn't? So we went through before. I'm not going to go through, but I think just like by the ones we, we spoke of as we were doing it, the people who seemed to have not competed again were Shonda. Um, there was uh, so Shonda, J- uh, Johnny. Um, we had, uh, Lynette. Lynette, we had Aviv and we had, uh, there was another one. Um, was that it? Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Think that's oh, it. Jesse. Sorry, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Um, so yeah, among them, who do you think, I mean, 
I think Lynette should have came back. Mm. Um, but maybe if Aviv didn't have her boyfriend and needed to be on the phone all the time, that's maybe she'd my, come back. That's my, I hate, so I mean, look, I, I didn't think she was magical TV or anything like that, but I think that I hate to see a winner not return. Uh, yeah. and in this context, like I know that we had such great characters that were also, you know, went on to, to win other seasons, Kenny and, and, and Evelyn and, and Evan and whatnot. But, but I do think that you do a, a series called Fresh Meat and I do think that the fresh meat winner should come back at least once. And obviously I think she probably, maybe her decision, uh, played a part in that, but maybe they didn't want her back. We'll never know. Or maybe we will, we'll find out at some point. But I think that, that to me, I think characters aside, I'd, I'd like to see winners return. Yeah, and, and, and here's, here's another, uh, funny part about it all. In, in fresh meat two, the female fresh meat two winner never came back. And she was like a bartender. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. You know, like I want to just I want I want to get the the story the the e true Hollywood story on whose ultimate decision it was for Aviv to never return, and same with uh, same with that. Okay, this is another question from Ellie, and this is fresh meat related in a sense, but it it actually in regard to fresh meat too. Ellie says, Derek, if you were on fresh meat too, who would you have chosen to be your partner? And I want you to answer as if. It's back then, so you're gonna have to give me names then. Yeah, Fresh me too. We're, well, Laurel and Cara first and foremost, but I'll get you the rest of the cast. Hold on. But yeah, it's uh, Laurel and Cara's season. And remember, uh, Cara was not the Cara of today. Okay, the Fresh Meat girls were Carly, who, as you mentioned, never played again, but won the season with Landon, who carried her. Teresa, another uh, heavy hitter. Mandy, who played with Wes. Sydney, who I don't believe we ever saw again. Sandy, who I don't believe we ever saw again. Cara Maria and uh, and Laurel Stuckey. Um, I would have went with uh, Teresa or Laurel, mm. uh, just based off of uh, probably. I think there was probably some sort of information given to them. Did they have a uh, combine also? I believe they did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I would have looked at the numbers, but I think Teresa at the time had been a uh, a, uh, a basketball player, and she was like long and looked athletic. Um, I think I would have gone with that, with that or Laurel. Um, those would have been my picks, I think. Yeah, I'm pu- I just pulled up the uh, stats from that one. They and did, uh, and, pull ups. Ter- it's, and Teresa, okay, sorry. No, the, sorry, go ahead. Teresa, go ahead. I just, I don't think Teresa panned out to be this athlete that I thought she was going to be. A lot of you people know, love Teresa. She's one of those, like, you know, shows up on a lot of, like, wish we saw more of her seasons. She did zero pull ups in the uh, combine. Okay. But then again, uh, Laurel only did two. Kara did six. 
Okay. 40-yard uh, dash, Kara, 6.13. Laurel, 6.42. And Teresa, 6.56. So Kara, actually, Kara wow. had some great... In comparison to these other people, Kara, six, Kara had the most female pull-ups. Kara uh-huh. had the best female 40 time. Interesting. And Kara, yeah, I'm just confirming here. Uh, obstacle course, um, had a terrible obstacle course score. Worst female obstacle course score. Um, okay, uh, let's get off. Who had the best? No, Sorry, who had the best? Just the wondering. Best female obstacle course score. Laurel had three minutes flat. Teresa, oh yeah, it's Teresa, terrible as well. Uh, Laurel, I think, right here with the three minute flat, it's going to be tough to beat there. So, yeah. so it depends uh, on where you're going with the draft too. Which is going to all depend. But I think yeah. Kara, yeah, Laurel, and Teresa were your heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay, uh, fun question. Uh, Maybe not. Aaron says, um, who did better than you thought they would and why? Who did worse than you thought they would and why? I thought Shane and Lynette, like, exceeded my expectations far beyond. Like, we were getting beat constantly by them. They weren't getting first places, but they were, they were like, they were, you know, getting second, third, while we were, like, seventh eighth ninth at times you know uh even when we got close and did well they like beat us you know so um you know they were on my they were on my radar as far as like fuck they're good and we might need to get them out you know uh coral and Evan, obviously you, you don't know anything about it i thought you know obviously like you think kenny and tina would be doing well and they're they they weren't you know so that's the other one uh, another, Kenny, I saw Kenny throw a football. I couldn't throw a football. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, another one. When we look back at this season, many people regard it as one of their favorites. Was it as popular and loved when it first aired? What do you think made it such a strong season and fan favorite? What about it made people love it so much? So do you think has it grown, uh, grown to become beloved over time? Does, you know, the fact that so many of these people went on to have these legendary challenge careers make it age like a fine wine or at the time where people like this was a great season? Um, uh, you know, talking to the, uh, uh, the producer, um, that we talked to the, the challenge God, and no, he's in the challenge guys, a real world God, uh, that we had on uh Patreon not too long ago. Um, coming to find out that all these fresh meters were picked because they were almost real world rejects. They were almost on real world. So, you know, the fact that they have like five, six out of 10, you know, like mainstays for a while, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. You know, maybe they were so close to being, you know, the the lead on, on a real world, Evan and Kenny, for example, that, you know, they stuck out as just, you know, your everyday you know, reality TV cast member that you would watch, enjoy and watch, um, that you would hear shit come out of their mouths that, you know, your corals and your, your, and your theos are saying like, didn't skip a beat. Kenny, Evan, uh, Theo, Coral, Tina, like they all just, you know, they just fit, you know, DM, 
Well, I'll say this. I'll say that right off the bat, um, you know, you and Diem are adorable and that's something that was fun at the time. But again, like when you see, you know, obviously how Diem's life and challenge career plays out, looking back on it, um, and seeing how, you know, fondly it plays out between the two of you and whatnot. And, uh, I think is a little bit different, but even at the time, I think was endearing. Um, but I will say that as a season, you know, it's pretty straightforward how it plays out. Um, and at the time, I'd imagine it was probably just like a not a middle of the road season, but like another solid season people liked watching it now, though, it plays like. You ever watch like a McDonald's All-American game? They don't air them too much anymore, but I remember on ESPN, they always used to air McDonald's All-American games, and occasionally you'd catch one where it'd be like <laughs> Carmelo Anthony and LeBron and all these guys when they were in high school, and they all look like super young, and it's like before they were like megastars, so they're all kind of young and awkward, but you like see them through the lens of like who they are at the time and today, and that's always fun. Or you ever watch a movie that has one of these like – like there's this movie Black Hawk Down, that like as a movie is like yeah it's like you know it's a pretty good movie but it's got like one of the best like kind of like uh like casts as far as like what these people end up becoming um when you go just look just imdb that cast and see how loaded that cast was or you go and you watch like true romance or something like that and it's got one of these deep casts that you're like wow brad pitt plays a stoner who's in five minutes of this movie and then he goes on to become brad pitt you know this season has a lot of that and it's like seeing a lot of these uh, not too many of them, but you have a lot of fun veterans, like I said, at the peak of their powers, the Tinas and the Corals of the world, but it's not kind of overpowered and overwhelmed by them where they like run the game. And then you have... Uh, obviously the first time we see Wes and Kenny and Evelyn and Diem who go on to become such legendary challenge figures, but you also get to see a fun Derek season. You get Katie Cooley, you get Shane in there. Um, and you also are getting, um, uh, what's it called? Wes and the Austin cast in their rookie season two. So even though they're not fresh meat, they are rookies from a challenge perspective. The Wes is the Danny's, the Melinda's and the Johannes. So it's a Eric really Banks fun too, man. Um, it's just Eric like Banks something you've so, never seen before. You've so, never seen a guy like that on challenge before. So I will say to answer your question, Aaron, that this season ages like a fine wine and is a really fun rewatch because of that. And, and it does hold up as a season in itself. Um, it's a cool format. Matt and uh, it's pretty straightforward, which is cool because it doesn't need all the twists and the turns and the X's and the redemption houses and stuff. Because again, the fun of watching it is watching Derek and Diem. The fun of watching it is watching Wes and Casey. The fun of watching it is watching all these people uh, in what is ultimately their rookie season. So you don't need all the twists and the turns. And not to mention, this is my first time saying this on this podcast, but D going back and watching this, how glaring was it and how jarring was it to watch these 22 minute episodes and how fast they move? It's just bang, 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 bang. These daily challenges, they get through every, every team and we see the whole thing play out in six minutes. On these 90 minute bangers they're putting on now, we're sitting here through five commercial breaks to watch people swim around a buoy. So I like yeah. the way these move, man. These, these episodes move really well. And especially if you're watching them without commercials, um, I think they're, you know, it's, it's funny. You trim the fat a little bit and you notice that like, you're really not missing that much, you know? Um, you know, there's not a lot of room to get to know a lot of people per episode, which I think is why, you know, you remember some of these ancillary characters who never appear again. So, 
so poorly, you know, why I could not tell you a single thing about Shonda or a single thing about, uh, you know, Lynette or a single thing about Johnny is because they don't get the time here and they don't get the time on the future season. So that is definitely something that comes into play. But these uh, 22 minute episodes, man, they fly. Yeah, I like the 90 minute episodes, Scott. No, I like it. It's a different era. It's a different generation. The, the, I'll say this, the time and money that's put into this stuff these days definitely calls for that. You know, I wouldn't want to see these banked or, you know what I mean? Like the slow motion shots, the beautiful landscapes. Totally. I'm not complaining about the show we have today, especially since we're breaking it down every week, twice, once for free on iTunes and once for here on Patreon for you guys after these episodes. You know, I don't know that you could do a challenge mania about the challenge back then. You know, what's it? You know, how long would you need to recap these episodes? 15 minutes, you know? They went, they did an elimination. I mean, they did a challenge. Coral and Evan won. They threw in Wes and Casey. They came back from a eviction and then boom, it was over. Derek and Diem kissed a bit. Boom. Thanks for coming that, out. Bah, 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 bah. That's the, that, that's the war room back then. That, that's, that, that's why you reach out to, uh, to, to the people that were there and get the hour episode in so you can find out what really happened behind the scenes. Scott. Um, Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, we talked about this earlier. Beckett wants to know if Evan and Coral didn't get injured, would they have made the finals in one? Also, since there would have been four teams in the final, would you have made it in one? Interesting. So, uh, forgot about this. Because or, uh, Coral and Evan went home, and I've never seen this before, and tell me if they've ever done this, they also adjust how many teams go to the final. Yeah. Um, well, what, yeah, I, I still, I don't think that, I still don't think that they win. I still think that, uh, Darrell and, uh, and Aviv pull it out. I, I really do. Just come, just knowing that, you know, Aviv's got that military background and, uh, you know, um, with, with Darrell's experience and, 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 and what he can carry and stuff like that, you know, Darrell's all, you know, is going to be one of the hardest to be in a race probably today. Um, so I, and, and based on the shape that Coral was in, like, I just don't know if she, like, Coral didn't work out at all. <laughs> you know, I, I think she was stronger than, than ever before, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, if, if Coral, uh, outruns, um, you know, of even Darrell. I don't know. Have they ever done that before? Adjusted based on people leaving because of injury? Adjusted how many teams made the final? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 not that I could recall. Not that I could recall. Um, you know, once Big Easy died on uh, that that one season, um, it was Gauntlet Three. You know, they said if your whole team doesn't make it, you lose. If your whole team doesn't finish the, cross the finish line, you're going to lose anyway. So I think I don't know if that was adjusted on the fly or not. Um, maybe something like that. But yeah, I think all four of us with uh, you know Ev- with Evan and Coral. We we're, we round out the top four that make it to the end. Um, you know, for me, I just never knew if Theo was going to turn on me for for Evan. I was always kind of like I didn't know if he was going to turn on me. You know, um, I, I was I was kind of worried about that too sometimes. But that would have been the, the four, and uh, it didn't happen. Didn't even make it to the end. So. This is what it is. Uh, Andre wants to know, hey, Derek, because you knew Theo personally from Battle of the Sexes 2 and Fresh Meat, did you ever think he'd turn out to be such a successful comedian? 
Um, I mean, like I said, after the show, I had uh, I had gone and, and seen his stand up, and uh, you know, I, at the time, like it's just everyone's doing something. His career was a little bit further than uh, than anyone else's that I had known on the shows at the time. So I thought, you know, this is this is pretty fucking cool, and uh, you know, I think he was good at what he does and what he did, and then. Um, you know, fast forward to, you know, his podcast and, you know, everything that he's doing, you know, I think he's in, he's doing the movie now. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I never, I, I would never put it past anybody on these shows to come out with something awesome. Like, I, like there is an artist, there's an, there's an, I feel like there's an artist in each one of these people. And that's kind of how they got on the show because something about them is, pure entertainment their mind just works in entertainment you know like there's they say that there's people one half of your brain is math and science the other brain is uh i don't know the creative part of your brain it's like these people are mainly all creative parts of their brain even someone like ninja natalie who is supposed to be like a doctor and a neuroscience engineer or whatever she's a ninja she and she does she's on the challenge you know what i mean it's like it's like their their mind just gravitates to this world of like fascination and art and magic dreams and how far i can go to get there you know yeah uh last two questions i think they're great to end on suzanne says I'd like to hear more about the reasoning behind Derek and Diem dropping their bags during the last exile. I know that they were hoping that at some point one of the puzzles would say they could drop their bags, but even so, wouldn't that only be effective from that point? Did they really feel like they had no other way to win? Um, that was just like, I didn't even think twice. You know, I the bags were so heavy that like if we went just a little bit and they were already gone, you know, like we were dragging bags that were literally like, like, like moving anvils, you know, we were going nowhere and these guys were already jogging with their stuff. So the only chance we're going to have is if we get lucky with the puzzles, they can just go. They can walk at this point because these things are not moving very far. These are, we're moving these bags at a snail's pace. You can't, you can barely pick them up, let alone run with them. Okay. Um, we're talking, you know, 175 pounds, 170 pounds on me who weighs 160 pounds and DM with lever with 60 pounds. And that's still a lot for a little girl like that. You know, um, just to get it up and get it over your shoulders was a feat in itself. Um, so there was really only one way to win this thing. And it's like run past them and get lucky. That's it. Drop two bags, drop two bags, cross the finish line. Done. Right. Then come to find out it was a fucking circus in there. They're forgetting our, their flags. We're forgetting our flags. I mean, it seemed like there could have been room for error, but we would have to have gotten really, really lucky to have won that because all they had to do was just walk with their bags. That's it. We're done. 
There's there's no there's no competition here. There's no race. There's no chance. The only chance we had is luck. So, best case scenario, run. To, what happened once we got to that first puzzle? Drop two bags. <laughs> All we need is one more. So, got kind of lucky. I'm gonna play you know? this uh, couple clips on. the uh your last moments there on the show and uh a lot of emotion there pouring out of of dm but what's cool is that you know you see you see how sad she is and how you know real that is that she says that you know she just want to go back to you know her regular life and you know how much she had fun those five weeks we just went through it eight seasons total so seven more after that that she got to have fun on after the fact and um she would not have been on that show for five weeks if it wasn't for you. So I know one dumb move, as you said, and you still say that today, but you know, one move. That's how close you guys were. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting here uh, watching this big brother stuff. Um, and I'm sitting there doing the math for Tommy and Cliff and Nicole. And I'm like, you fuck it. You got, this is the easiest move. It's three on one. Or it's going to be two on two, two uh, against two of the weaker um, people on the cha- on the show on Big Brother versus the strongest guy beyond and uh, and his girl. Like you do the math, three on one or two on two. Um, you know, for me, it's just it's it, the the gut instinct uh, where it went that day. And letting her make that decision, like, still kind of, uh, you know, you know, boggles my mind on why I would let her do that, um, or let her make that choice and not, you know, 
I just, I think she was trying to talk me out of it for, uh, and I wanted to give it to her, man. I wanted her, I wanted this story to, to sort of be hers. I wanted her to have a, uh, you know, a choice in, uh, deciding how this, the ending was going to play out, you know? And, um, I think that in the end, like that was, you know, more important than, than anything else. And I think that that's kind of where it stayed for me. And that's what happened. And, uh, you know, again, I may have, you know, betrayed a, uh, a friendship or an agreement, whatever you want to call it. Um, I definitely thought me and Theo would be back possibly as rivals. And I wrote this to him in an email. Um, even back then I was like, bro, listen, you know, they like the drama. They're not going to forget this. They're going to want us back. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry, you know, whatever, however I explained it, obviously it was, it was a very heartfelt email, um, thinking that, you know, we would be back on a show together at some point. Did he respond? Um, I think so. And he wrote me, he wrote me an email. Like what the fuck happened, dude? Well, I'll and, tell you uh, what, it seemed like, I mean, so I just looked it up because I remember, so Theo was on Last Comic Standing, uh, really close yeah. to when he was on the challenge because I used to watch that show a yeah, lot too. Yeah. And I remember seeing him and I knew exactly who he was. Um, and so I just looked it up and it says that was, uh, February 2006. So it seems like he probably left the challenge, got on Last Comic and, yeah. and his stand-up career took off. So, as much as this was his last moment here and, you know, you might think it was this that, I mean, I, I think it's more the success he had in comedy than you backstabbing him. I mean, the guy shows up to the reunion wearing the neck brace. Seems to me like that's kind of all in good fun here. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And and here's the thing, dude. It's like back in the day when, you know, my social media was booming because uh, our social medias were booming because, you know, social media, you know, Twitter was a, a big thing back then. Um Dude, I would do anything I possibly could to, um, to, you know, to make up for my mistake, you know, that day. And I think I probably went, uh, you know, above and beyond during the times where he needed the votes and he needed the people to say, because I think it was like a, a, a last comic standing was like an America's vote type of deal. Um, I think that he needed to win rounds and stuff like that. So like I was doing as much as I could to, you know, to, to plug that, to retweet that, to let people know to go vote for him. I remember that. It's funny. I, I forgot about that, but, um, you know, this is obviously before I got rid of my social media, um, you know, to, to, to salvage things at home. But, um, but, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I feel like I did my due diligence to, to kind of make up for, uh, for my mistake. And, uh, you know, for, for me, it's just, I just think that, um, you know, I, I think, I think of myself as more of a shitty person, uh, for, for certain things, you know, it's like, it's like your own, you're, you're, you're always your own worst critic, you know? Um, but look, part of the reason you made that decision to let, to let DM ultimately decide, why did you say that earlier? You said, cause you felt it was her game. Uh, ultimately it was for her and you wanted to let her 
make that decision, right? You had made a decision earlier in the game and you felt like you wanted to have DM feel like she had ownership over a lot of this season and over that moment, right? Because of her situation, because of her situation. Right. And, and so I, ultimately I think that your heart was in the right place. It's not like you were like, screw Theo, you know? Yeah, I was, um, I still, I, I, I even remember going to Darrell, like, dude, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And he wasn't giving me a final answer too. And I remember him saying, just follow your heart, man. Follow, follow your heart. That was the, that was the final words before that, that, that message came out. Um, before she made the decision. And it's crazy because like I, I literally, I turned my back. You see, I, I turned my back on the boat and it's, it's like, uh, it's like a visual motif, you know? And I didn't even know I was doing it, but I, at that point I turned my back, she made the decision and it was fucking like, you know, um, but I think you're, I, I don't think I had malicious intent. It's just, well, you know. it says a lot also that you still to this day, I remember, I remember, look, uh, some of these people listening to this might have been there. And I think at this point, I actually did post it here as well. So some of you might have heard it after the fact, uh, at our first Caroline show, this kind of came up this and, and you didn't want to talk about it then. Uh, today, obviously you've talked about it, but you can tell you can hear it in your voice. Obviously you are still bothered by that, the decision that you made. So I hope, look, busy guy clearly doesn't give a shit about the challenge anymore. Feel free to keep tweeting him. I'd love to have him on the show, hash this out with him. Again, like I said, he, he does most of his talking now in character, which, which is cool. You know, it's a performance art kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, who knows if he'd ever just sit down and talk challenge, you know? It'd have to be like the Rat King talking challenge. Uh, but it'd be interesting to give you a little bit of closure on this so you can stop being creepy and, and vulnerable about it. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Uh, one more question here, and then we'll get parting thoughts. We're going on three hours. Andre has one more. Says, Fresh Meat and Fresh Meat 2 both brought some great challenge legends. Which, which Fresh Meat would you guys say had the better challenge legends? So real quick, I will go through and we will discuss uh, which uh, season had the better. We'll go through all of them. I'm just going to name the ones who I think apply here uh, when it comes to who is a challenge legend. Okay, so Fresh Meat 1, Kenny, I would say, qualifies, of course. Diem, of course. Evan, of course, Eric Banks, I'll even mention character wise, of course. Um, and then Evelyn, a challenge mania hall of famer, two challenge mania hall of famers came via fresh meat one, um, fresh meat two. uh, the people I would say apply here, Laurel Stuckey without question. Um, Teresa will put on the fringe there. I, I you know, she, she, I sort of in that nah. big easy territory, but, um, definitely, nah. definitely not a legend. Um, and then of course, Car Maria Sorbello and then a Brandon Nelson. You look, we like Brandon. Um, I think, look, as I'm saying it out loud, guys, come on. Fresh meat one. So, right? That's the answer. Who who has the, the more legends? Is that what you said? 
I mean, the question from Andre was fresh meat one and two brought some great challenge legends to the fold. Which, which fresh yeah. meat would you say had better challenge legends? I mean, I think it's a runaway with uh, fresh meat one, um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I can't remember who else was on there. What guys were on Fresh Meat too? Fresh Meat too was came out very of, came weak, out of, very weak for them from the male perspective. Vinny, yeah, um, Vinny, yeah. Uh, Brandon. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, when, um, I, when I look yeah. at yeah, when I look at Fresh Meat too, it's a two-person class. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing: it's like it's you know. Evelyn, you will never, people will never, DM, people will never forget her. Kenny, Evan, it's just like, they're like almost still synonymous with the challenge. Yeah. And it's not just Kenny from the challenge. It's not just Evan from it. It's Kenny and Evan. It's, that's it. Where do you know Kenny and Evan from? Take a guess. Yeah. That show. Still to this day, I think. Um. All right, There's, let's do. I've never met thoughts. another DM. I've never met another. Yeah, DM. no, it's not even. You it's know? not even. It's like, not even close. Um, Fresh Me Too did give us Cara and Laurel, and and I'll, I'll say that Teresa and Brandon, we like them both very much. Uh, very solid, you know. Uh, challenge competitors, but when you say legends, there's only two people from this class that will ever be on a Hall of Fame ballot, in my opinion, and it's Cara and Laurel. They're both shoe-ins, they're both great, but that's two people. Fresh Meat One has four. Kenny, Evan, say what you will about the extracurriculars. Kenny, Evan, Diem, and Evelyn, and then you throw in Big Easy as icing on the cake there. Um, you gotta go Fresh Meat One. I mean, yeah, it's obviously. Not close. Not close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Question is, when we get down the road, five four years from two. now. Four to two. The answer is four to five two. Five years from Fresh now. One. What, what about when we start five years from now? Maybe we're comparing uh, Easy might worlds. be a legend. War Fuck, of the Easy Worlds. Maybe we're saying War of the Worlds is up there. Might even have more legends than, than uh, Fresh Meat 2. Uh, okay. Parting thoughts. <clears throat> Fresh Meat. When you found out we were doing it, what went through your head? Were you excited? Were you worried? And yeah, no, I was a little worried because it's not something that I've uh, I've I've gone back and uh, examined, and it's not one of those seasons that I like, you know, uh, you know. B- besides, you know, building a uh, a friendship um, with, with DM and like everlasting connection with DM, you know, both you know spiritually and we'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, besides that, like, you know, I, there, I didn't really find so many like profound, awesome moments from, from that season for me and looking at it as a failure because, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, kind of lead her to the promised land. Um, you know, and everything that went down with Theo, like, I just don't want to talk about that. You know, I'm glad that Darrell won and that's it. Darrell won that season. That's all, you know, you know, the friendship with DM is everlasting. And that's it. You know, I don't really, you know, me and CME, like, you know, you know, kissing up on DM and like, you know, being a little tipsy at times. You know, it's not, you know, seeing myself, you know, trying to, you know, be on the hunt for a beautiful girl is not like, you know, something I want to talk about. You know, I'm kind of kind of embarrassed about it a little bit. So, but you, you're talking about you being on the hunt for a beautiful girl in this season. I guess so. No, th- to me, uh, this is how it. 
plays to a viewer. It's it's I, you know I, I leave myself vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but uh, it doesn't look like you're out there chasing tail, bro. It looks like you and your partner have this connection. You're obviously attracted to each other. You obviously have good team camaraderie. She's obviously in a very unique scenario as far as where is her life is at and how vulnerable she is. And you are the perfect cohort for her. You're emotionally supportive. You are physically supportive from a competition standpoint. You guys strategize together. You compete together and you end up kissing a little bit and you end up relying on each other for emotional support as well. It doesn't come off like, I mean, look, I know obviously you mentioned cool. you're attracted to that. it. it come, dude, I'm telling you, you come off looking like Jared Leto in my so-called life. You look like the, you know, this, like you have this leading man charisma in this season. It's fantastic. Booby, I'm telling you, this is your real send this to agents. I'm telling you, send this to Julie busy. This is what we need from you, Booby. Um, so watching it play out, you mentioned it a little bit hard to watch that stuff. Um, what else stood out to you as how different this era of the challenge was 13 years ago now from 2019 this started in 2006. What else stood out to you? Production standpoint, you know, uh, elimination standpoint, difficulty standpoint, all the stuff Paulie's talking about, uh, about how, you know, back then it wasn't as hard. What, what, when you watch this, take all the, 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 the romance out of it, take all the watching yeah. yourself out of it, yeah. the cringing. Oh my God, it's hard to watch. Yeah. What else stood out to you as like, oh, we used to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I, no, I just think that it's very similar to, to today. It's like, you can't, he, you know, what Paulie's talking about is, well, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, I'm clearly, if you see me on Twitter, I'm trying to put him in his place and, and, and remind him that it, that back in the day, it's not that different from today. Do I need to pull the clips? If my, uh, if, if the guy that helps me edit stuff didn't get his laptop stolen from his mom's car the other day, I, we, I'd be pulling out a lot more clips, but, um, to put Paulie in his place and to kind of shut down that, um, that thought process that back in the day, um, you know, competitions, challenges, championships, eliminations should be discredited because it wasn't the same back in the day because it's harder now. No, for example, in fresh meat, I mean, as you can see, the, the ex athletic side of the competition start getting harder and harder and harder. Um, you know, for me and DM, we start winning these athletic competitions, you know, and, and, uh, uh, we, we get on a roll. We, we, we start running the game. Um, we have to do the scariest challenge that I've ever done in my entire life. That's go 30 feet on, go, uh, deep sea dive 30 feet under the water, um, equalize on your way down because people are popping up with fucking blood coming out of their nose and ears and successfully retrieve a flag and then stay underwater, water, essentially drowning yourself for as long as you can. Um, to win a competition. So, you know, to say that competitions like that are, are not absurd enough to be credited in challenge championship standards is beyond any rational thought process. So if I need to keep pulling out clips, I'll keep pulling out clips. Um, but you know, my point is, is those are the things that stand out when me and DM took that lead took ended up you know, winning these comps, uh, came at the most perfect timing. They were athletic. They were hard. Um, we were playing against athletes at the time and, uh, you know, we were coming up with wins. Uh, you know, did we maybe get lucky? These guys got hurt. Sure. But that's the name of the game. Um, does that answer the question? It's still like, look back in the day, like 
that final was probably harder than the Vendetta's final. Was it as hard as the war, first War of the Worlds final? No. But back in the day, back in the day, fucking a year ago, Paulie, you were running a final that was not even worthy of a champs versus uh, a, a champs versus pros final. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? You cannot go and try to discredit what we did back in the day. Um. So, but I think he's kind of calmed his tune a little bit since I have uh, responded a few times. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'll I say think- this. I like that he calls you people out and he gives you a chance to respond because well, hopefully it brings up, stirs up some controversy, gets people talking about the idea of whether you guys can hang with the people like Paulie and we maybe get to see it play out someday. And, and, hey, and, boy can dream. And here's the thing. It's like if I don't protect the past, who the fuck is? Then we'd have him and Wes backing him up and saying challenge championships don't count from back in the day. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So yeah. I have to protect us. No, I do. Uh, don't I, make me fucking pull Darrell out of the woodwork. You see when, when he says that kind of stuff, go and read the, com- the go and I'm read the comments. A lot of people, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's, getting, getting he's getting crushed. I think he knows it, but here's the yeah. thing. He's a fan of the show. If you ask me, I think he wants to see you guys on the show. He thinks this might help. That's what I think. But, uh, I, I, look, I'll, I'll play into it. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. Keep and playing into it. Bubby, please play into it. You see it. Feed the beast. Come on. Um, okay. Um, I will say this and then I'll give you the parting thoughts. Um, I had fun watching this. Uh, is it, you know, from a game perspective, are there the crazy twists and turns and moments that we've seen even already on this War of the Worlds part two? No. You know, uh, are there the amazing set pieces and crazy eliminations and dailies that you're like, Oh my God, that's the first time we saw that. No. Are there the head up battles of like Derek versus Wes and Derek versus Johnson? No. None of that. But again, the same way it's cool to watch those McDonald's All-American games, the same way it's cool to watch one of those movies where you see all these actors that turn into Oscar winners and household names when they're just in a couple scenes. Like It was cool watching all these people in their first or second season. It was cool. I mean, just to put it in perspective, we just inducted Evelyn into the Hall of Fame. It was really cool watching her in not only her first season, but go home first. It was cool watching Coral in one of her last seasons. And like I said, at the peak of her powers here, she was just nominated for the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was cool watching Diem out there, obviously, in her debut season and watching her play alongside you and to be able to get your perspective on all of this. So a really cool season. You guys picked a great one for us to watch and, and to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast about uh, when I get cutting it down, who knows what the final number is, but pretty much three hours. I'm looking at a number here that says three hours. Who knows after I trim a little uh, little bit. I know we took a little break in the middle, but um Hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, let people know if you like the podcast that they can hear it if they become a Challenge Mania patron over here. Uh, this was a thank you to you guys. Sorry it took so long for us to get it up. Uh, D, thank you for being so open and candid about this stuff. I know some of it, as you mentioned, was hard to relive, hard to watch, but I think people will appreciate you for your honesty. And if you do, please let D hear it. Uh, as I mentioned, feel free to continue the conversation in the comments here. Uh, share your thoughts, uh, follow up questions, etc. And then if there's something we didn't get to or didn't cover, 
cover, feel free to toss it into the questions thread next week in the war room and we'll get to it there uh, if we feel like it's worth it. So uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, D. And as I said, I'll give you the last word on Fresh Meat, a legendary season that spawned so many future challenge moments by bringing these people into our lives. Well, yeah, no, I mean, just first and foremost, thanks. If you're still listening to this, uh, thank you guys for uh, giving me the chance to relive these awesome experiences and kind of let you guys know what I was thinking uh, at the time and sort of, you know, the playful ins and outs of you know these uh you know these shows that you guys enjoy watching so thank you for being patrons and uh uh, thank you for continuing to support me uh, over all these years um but as far as fresh meat goes i mean this is always going to be dm season i mean i don't you know yeah maybe kenny evan came out of it coral was cool uh theo's last season with the neck brace i mean how can you forget that uh he was so funny in that reunion too and um you know, it's like, I don't, I was just like another guy in this thing. Um, I had a lot of fun, but the, I think the challenges were cool. I'm pissed that I didn't fucking lead, you know, DM to the end. Uh, and you know, this was kind of like a, a tough season for me again to, to relive and, and, and watch again. But, uh, thank you guys for allowing that. Thank you guys for continuing to be a part of like, the history and going back and giving us these ideas um because without you guys you know this is all all gone man so um yeah thank you for your support that's it i don't know awesome so i got couldn't have said it better myself uh thank you guys so much really appreciate it and i uh, hope you enjoyed this three hours of uh of chatter uh from a man who was as big of a part of the season as anybody and uh i think let me know if you agree with me uh the perfect partner uh for uh dm who i think we all have a place in our heart for her and are so glad that she went on to a long challenge career uh she went on to such a long time on fresh meat and had such a good time doing it because she was your partner so i'm glad she was i think everybody else herself included and all the people listening to this are as well glad that you were there with her for it so thank you brother and uh watching it kind words man really cool watch dude you you, uh, I should just let you speak for me from now Bobby, on. Bobby, Bobby, you look like a million bucks. My God, Bobby, we're going to have you on a box of Wheaties by tomorrow once I send this to him. Bobby, they're going to love it. All right, thanks, dude. Have a good weekend. All right, man. You too. See Focus on the planet. The sky is falling, ain't no need to panic. Ooh. 